You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character, while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 61 or season 4 episode 2 probably uh, of Twitch Tales. That's right, we are splitting them into seasons now to make it easier for people to catch up on or to jump in at certain areas without being too daunted by the fact that we have a lot of different episodes. Uh, Given that we've just leveled up to level 6, I think we've probably just entered season 4. I do know however that in the grand scheme it is episode 61. So where did we leave off in episode 60? Well, we started by ordering a cake to celebrate our birthday, but we did not want to pick up that cake on the, on the day because uh, we knew that it was not exactly the right feeling to take a cake to a funeral. So we, uh, we, bought, we bought a cake to be picked up the next day and we bought a keg of ale to take to the wake. Uh, we went south, to, uh, south of Fondurg uh, town proper to, um, to Mark's funeral at the graveyard. Uh, we arrived a few minutes late, but uh, managed to be there for most of the service. We gave, gave our respects uh, to him and his um, his his uh, family. Um, and then we headed to the wake, uh, even further south at the greenhouse. There were a lot more hobbits at the greenhouse wake than there were at the actual funeral, um, and it was more of a party mood. Um, not so sombre, more of a celebration. Uh, we had a fruity cocktail while we were there. Mel and Briar both got drunk. Uh, and then eventually after the uh, after the, the party wake was through, we escorted uh, Briar back to her place. We started to level up the next day <laughs> and uh, we got to level six over the next six days. We practiced fighting in the forest. Uh, we met up a few times with Joey, one of the, um, one of the guards of Fondurg. Uh, he took us to a fighting ring, a fighting arena in Fondurg that doubles as a temple to a god Panros, god of martial artists and boxing and all that sort of stuff. Um, and over the few days that we trained with him, we trained with uh, we trained with fighting in the um, in the forest as well, training our moves uh, and our fancy footwork. We also had some recurring dreams during that time where we were visited by a green dragonborn who taught us to fight or rather beat the crap out of us in our in our dreams until we learned how to fight we discovered through a a series of means including the um, bone dice that uh that this this green dragonborn creature that was uh, that was coming to us in our dreams was one um one representation of the god Panros himself, who was taking an interest in us, yet another in a long line of gods who have shown an interest in Apis now. On one of the uh, nights, we dreamt about two fairies, Trinket and Exilia, who gave us a bluish beetle and told us we need to work out what it does. It was a gift from some gentleman. In our waking life, it turned out that that beetle was uh, had managed to appear in our uh, on our person. And when we called for it, it scuttled out from our clothing and down onto our palm, uh, where we asked it if it could, if it speaks Sylvan, and it seemed to understand. We told this um, we told this beetle that we were looking for a portal, and it headed in a particular direction uh, and pointed the way to a near nearby portal. Uh, we checked that portal with our own detect portal ability and found that it was pointing in the uh, in the right direction. It seems that this beetle, within reason, can point the point the way to um, any portals within range. 
we had a, a lovely dream about a calm, um, serene forest uh, clearing, a, a glade with a, a lovely flat, uh, glassy pool in it, um, and the memory of that that calmness, finding calm within the uh, the adrenaline of a fight, might be enough to give us a second wind. Uh, in game mechanics terms, we are now level one fighter. We have the second wind feature uh, of a first level fighter, um, and we have the uh, the fighting style of unarmed fighting. So we can, we are better with our our uh, hands and fists and and kicks and headbutts and grapples and such. Uh, if ever we are to get disarmed from our uh, weapons again. And that's where we'll pick up with Apis in the town of Fondug, waiting for some path to take. <laughs> Apis is in lots of minds, as has been the uh, the case in the in the Discord chat and whatnot over the last couple of weeks, waiting to, to decide what to do. Um, there's a lot of paths open to you. You could go north to uh, Shadridge uh, through the Deadwoods and into Shadridge and then even north through that into um, the Great Expanse and to the, the Four Sisters Elven Villages. You could continue into the Lannis Woods and find the Elven Villages in the Lannis Woods. Uh, you, could, you could go south to the nearby Dwarven City or you could go back to your hometown to the south, uh, uh, Shafgushal. There's a whole bunch of things you could do. And it's entirely up to you. You could even go east over the mountains and into Orc territory if you really wanted to for whatever reason. You you could go portal hunting and just see see and track and map all of the different portals of the uh, the island that you're on, Corinthial. It's uh, it's all entirely up to you. Do we know what's in the three books in our inventory? We definitely do, Redial. Yes, the three books in our inventory are one on planes, one on plants, one on port portals. No, nope. planes, plants, and potions. Um, I remember that there's three P's. You've got a, a book on plants, which is like a herbalism book, tells you a little bit about the interesting um, uh, uses of various different plants that are found in this particular area. You've got a book on the planes, which tells you a little bit about the different planes of existence, um, and uh, and and there's a small chapter on um, on other horizon walkers. Uh, not even a chapter, like a couple of paragraphs on on Horizon Walkers. Um, and then there is a book on potions, which is just like a very specific, a very um, s simple uh, uh, introductory guide, like a beginner's guide to potion making, just explains the process of making potions. Chief Dave says, aren't we still at Bryce upon waking? Can we add a copper piece, four silver and five gold to our purse from the quiver before we go out? Before we leave Fondo, we should get an update on the braces. I'm all for heading to Shadridge. Is there a bank there? There, there would be a bank in Fondog as well. Um, uh, the banks in my world, are uh, they double as temples to the god of um, ownership and the god of uh, possession and the god of money, the god of, he's a god of a lot of things, Listerlac is his name. Um, and his his temples are banks, and you can store as much money as you want there. But every transaction comes with a uh, a percentage to the bank, essentially. So if you want to, if you go to the bank and say, "Here's a hundred gold for you to store on my behalf," they will do so, but they will take a certain percentage of it. Anyone wants to go? Yeah, you could go into the into the woods and deal with the necromancer that's out there as well. There is a necromancer that lives nearby in the Lannis woods. Going to Shafgushal to look for some nebulous clues doesn't seem like a great idea now. We barely survived Lucifreak. I don't think an extra level is going to see us fare that much against his father. Shafgushal's almost certainly in Ungerhev's territory. 
The city we're beside right now, we, rob we were robbed there a few days ago, so people don't want to go back into it, not in the day. Anything we can learn from those books that we haven't read yet? Potentially, yeah, but it would take some downtime to read them if you really wanted to. Go to Shadridge and suss out what happened to the tiara for the old chap and go get the cloak, yeah. I vote the head to pick up our displacer cloak. Needs to catch up, Miss Shadridge. Go to the bank, deposit, deposit all the money from the quiver. We have a riv secret river bank we could stop by. In the notes, we had said to Bri we were going to head back to Shadridge. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean, like, right now. I'm on board with getting that displacer cloak back. So a lot of people going, wanting to go north. Let's put it to a vote then, eh? Go to the Shad go to Shadridge, inv investigate the necromancer situation. Uh, go to Shafgushal to the south. Go to uh, Fonder or stay in Fonderg, or go this go to the south or elsewhere. Maybe like over the mountains. Maybe portal hunting. Um, maybe go to the, the Feywild. That's definitely a thing that you want to do as well at some point because um, there is a. Uh, there is a certain gentleman uh, of a merry disposition who is um, waiting for you to turn up in the Feywild so that he can whatever he needs you for. Met the merry gentleman. He can wait. We're busy. He can come to us. <laughs> yeah, make an arch Fey wait. That's only going to go well for you. All right. With two thirds of the vote coming in for Shadridge or the Four Sisters, Apis decides that that's where they're heading. They are leaving Fondog today to go and uh, go north back up through the Deadwoods uh, towards Shadridge, and then once we get to Shadridge, maybe we go on to the Four Sisters. That'll be another vote once we uh, once we get there. If we get there. Uh, then about a quarter of you wanted to... to uh, a quarter of Apis decided that they uh, they wanted to go investigate the Necromancer, but they decide that ultimately maybe that's a, a plot for another day. And, and, uh, and maybe when you come back to Fondurg, you're going to wish you had... Uh, maybe when you come back to find out, you're going to wish you'd have um, investigated that necromancer sooner because the world continues with or without you um, and then there was maybe 12% of Apis that wanted to do anything else so pretty big majority for Shadridge what are we going to do before leaving We've, just, we've Apis has now made up their mind that they're going to Shadridge today um, they're not going to investigate anything else or do anything particular they just just want to get to Shadridge, but in the morning as you are getting ready to leave, is there anything else you want to do before leaving? Uh, do you want to visit the bank to deposit a whole bunch of money that you have? Um, so you can see in, down there in the coin purse that you've got uh, a little bit of money in your pocket. You've also got 49 gold pieces stashed up at a riverbank near Shadridge. Um, but you uh, you also have just discovered a, uh, a big uh, supply of money at the um, at the, the the green dragon's hoard, and you have put it into a quiver of holding, essentially large, interdimensional pocket space inside of your quiver of arrows, uh, and you've you've stuffed a bunch of money in there. Uh, so you so you might want to visit a bank to secure that, um, but they will take a percentage. Um, visit Vala. Do you want to visit Vala because uh, she is the uh, head arcanist. She's the the strongest wizard of town, and she's um, just been reincarnated. Uh, she's a little bit discombobulated because of the process of reincarnation, but she might be able to tell you a little more about what's going on in the area. Or you might just want to visit her just to say hello. Um, you could try and find a ride. Ask if anybody's going up to Shadridge. Uh, you could visit Sam's store. Sam is a hunter that is is a friend of yours and owns a hunting store. You might want to resupply with things. I think you're pretty good on most stuff though. Uh, or you might want to just leave. 
Ooh, we're right tipping tipping between 50% and not on visiting Valor. Alright, at the last second we decided well half of half of Apis's mind decided to visit Valor. Uh, with half half of Apis's mind split pretty evenly across the other four options. So uh, Valor is the clear winner there, and uh, and Apis decides right before leaving they're gonna they're gonna pop into the um, the hospital where Valor was being uh, being put up and and looked after. Uh, you, uh, oh, actually, yes, she was unwell before the six days of level up, so she has had six days uh, to recover since then. So she might not be at the hospital anymore. Apis heads into Fondo proper, heads over to the Arcanists Entente, um, which is a sort of like a school in Fondog where the um, the Arcanists guild faction live uh, and work. And you um, uh, you walk to uh, you you walk in and uh, discuss with the um, receptionist uh, that you want to speak with Valor, and she says that um, Valor is uh, is still on leave, uh, but she's happy to happy to pass a message on to see if you're uh, interested in in speaking. Uh, she stops and does like this uh, sort of symbol in in the air with her hand um, and then speaks and she kind of mumbles a little bit. You can't really make out what she's saying, but it's quite clear that she's doing a sending spell sim similar to how Valor did uh, to kept, keep in contact with you while you were in captivity. At the end of this sending, she stops, holds her hand out for another few seconds while she hears the reply. And then she says, um, yes, she said she's happy to see you. Um, and then she uh, she hops off of her stool and takes you through the next room and sort of directs you up a corridor around the left, take the stairs on the right. Uh, it's the one on the, the, the far end. It's a wooden door. Uh, you can't miss it. And so you follow those instructions. Shortly you are knocking on a door and the door opens. Valor is inside um, uh, and she, she en uh, allows you to enter. She It seems she lives here on school grounds. Uh, you enter a relatively nice... Um, uh, sort of a like a like a what's it called like a loft apartment kind of um vibe uh pretty good um pretty well decorated and well homely looked after um uh seems like she's uh she's lived here for a while from how lived in it is a studio apartment perhaps yes um and she seems to be much more herself uh, obviously she's in a new body um but she's had like a week well just under a week to um to get used to it now so she's she's coming right um, what do you want to what do you want to do those people who wanted to visit Valor? Is there something particular you wanted to ask her or did you just want to say goodbye before you leave Fondurg? You are now here. She uh, she takes you into her living area and offers you a, a drink. She um, goes to get herself uh, some, some tea and pours some for you as well. Let her know that we're happy to assist her with the necromancer problem if she needs us. Tell her she's been really kind and give her a hug. Uh, Apis isn't really the hugging type, uh, Apis, in the in the past anyway. I mean, Apis could become a hugger, I suppose, but um, in the past, Apis hasn't really been one for outward affection. We start with asking about the blood we gave her, because she is a specialist in blood magic, um, and it will be much nicer to start to open the conversation with uh, a topic of the things she does for a living rather than just be like, so about necromancer. <laughs> So we say, um, we say, how's the recovery going? Um, last we spoke, you're a little under the weather, and she says, uh, "Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now. My, um, my brain functions seems to be coming along nicely. I'm, I'm understanding where I am and what I'm doing most times of the day. There's a couple of times in the early mornings that I'll wake and feel uh, disassociated from my body." Um, 
and I, I sometimes will stub my toe around the house because my feet aren't where they should be and my my head is a little uh little different height than 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 it's used to being and whatnot but um I'm, I'm getting I'm getting used to it uh it's definitely coming along I feel like I can get back to work again soon uh, and the um start of next week I think I'll I'll be back to it so have you um have you had a look at the the blood that I gave you and she says yes I have actually um it's uh I'm quite excited to be starting some work on it I've done um I've done some simple preservation magic on it at the moment just to make sure that it's still still viable and good when I uh, when I get around to it but um yes I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to working with dragon blood thank you again for that you see oh it's my pleasure so you're um you're getting used to the body hey yes it's coming along um uh, quite a bit uh, I think I think there's still it'll still get some getting used to but and she kind of just holds a hand up and looks at it and says it'll it'll take some getting used to I think I, my my I feel clumsy when I'm picking things up and you've noticed that when she was pouring you the tea she was mostly fine but occasionally she'd like misjudge depth perception or whatever and like knock the cup a little bit before she grabbed it um preservation magic we have we've actually um got a vial of blood ourselves um, that we were going to take up north to Shadridge. Um, is that something you can do? And she says, "I yes, I, I suppose I could. Um, it's uh, can I see it?" And you hand it over, and she says, "Oh, this is um, yes, that you should have preserved this a few days ago. I think um, it's still fine. You sealed the 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 vial, which is uh, which is the main thing. It's not going to oxidize. It's started to and she." starts tipping it she started to coagulate a little it's not going i mean it's still going to have its properties for the most part and she mostly just starts mumbling to herself about some blood jargon as the you can tell that the this is not going to be this, i suppose that this would i mean it's only a vial so it's not going to be a great deal anyway but it's probably enough to enchant with the it's good yes i can uh, I, I'll, I'll see what i can do here and she um places it on the tray next to the where the um uh the 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 tea was uh, just give me a moment though. I, I feel like in the mornings I still need to um, to wake up a little. My morning brain is still a little fuzzy. What do you um, what do you think about dragon blood? Does it have particular properties? Oh yes, yeah, very much so. Uh, it depends on the the dragon that it came from as well, of course. Um, uh, dra uh, green dragon blood has um, particular properties with anti venom and um, uh, and poisons, uh, coincidentally, uh, and and somewhat contradictory. You can you can take take various different parts out of uh, green dragon blood and create a very potent poison or a very potent antidote to that same poison. Uh, it seems that the 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 one and the same are running through the same veins. Uh, of course, it's also got regu uh, regular properties that with all dragon blood, like um, the ability to enchant ar arrows of dragon slaying, for instance, uh, weapons of dragon slaying if you have enough of the blood. There is um, uh, properties of uh, different pl pl planar travel at some, I mean, not in this sort of quantity, she gestures at the vial, not in this sort of quantity, but in enough uh, blood in, uh, prepared in the right m manner, you can usually uh, use it to open planes, uh, open portals or, or to imbue portals with the ability to open to certain different planes of existence, uh, usually tied to the elemental plane that the um, the dragon is from so obviously the green dragon with enough of his blood you'd be able to open a plane a plane to the um a portal to the plane of poison uh, and plane of fire with a red dragon and so on 
is there um, anything I can do for you in return for you preserving this for me? And she says, oh, no, it's it's it, it's fine. I'm uh, these days I'm not using my full potential in, by the end of the day because it's um, I'm just tired. Um, uh, so I'm not really doing the work that I would be. I'm not enchanting things. So I I should I should have the energy to do it and it wouldn't be a problem. Plus, it'll be good practice to get my brain back in the habit of enchanting things. I wish we had a clear sign from Rob. There's nothing more to do here. It's not going to ever happen. There's always going to be things to do here. You can do... You, the, I, I run open world games, uh, particularly for things like Twitch Tales. There is always going to be plots to follow. You want to, If you want a murder mystery, then you follow the, path, the plots that I'm giving you that are mysteries. Uh, if you want hack and slashes, then go out into the wild and look for trouble. Like there's always going to be the the plots that you want to follow will always be there, and there's always going to be things to do in Fondurg if you want to stay in Fondurg. So thank you for helping with the blood. Um, I'm going to be heading to Shadridge today. And she says, "Oh yes, very nice. Um, uh, the journey should be relatively pleasant, I imagine, now that you've dealt with the uh, the green dragons and the the Manticore." Um, you say, well, let's hope so. Uh, we donated to the PEA. Yes, we did, yeah. Out of curiosity, should you have a look at our pan pipes and see if there's any enchantments on them? <laughs> you take the pan pipes out and you say, um, just a, a random thing uh, just came to me. Um, I've I've been playing pan pipes for several years now. Um, uh, like a, But lately, I, I haven't been playing very well on these. I feel like I'm not doing as good, like... They're not enchanted, are they? These panpipes. I feel like maybe if they were, and she takes a look at them, it only takes her like thirty seconds of looking before she says, "No, there's no enchantments on those, right?" So maybe I'm just bad at them. Well, everybody gets better with practice, she says. On the subject of enchanting things, um, I'm having some bracers crafted at the local tanner um, out of uh, green dragon hide. Is there any chance that you can work your gifts on those once they're ready? If you're if you're up to it at the time, she says, "Oh yes, of course. That's the sort of thing that I do quite often for the arcanists. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be getting back to it. Um, what were you hoping to enchant them with?" Side thought: I like that we're making merry gentlemen wait. <laughs> merry gentlemen tries to confuse and makes us wait constantly. Does Findoke have a music shop? A uh, town of a thousand people. That's it, probably. Um, it probably wouldn't be a specialized music shop. It would probably be it would probably be a few different things: music and performing arts. Maybe it would be a. Um, a temple to Jakipsos, uh, the god of um, performing arts and, and performances and music and acting and dancing and all that sort of thing. Um, so it would probably be a temple to him that doubles as a music shop, among other things. Um, maybe something that helps me with defense, like uh, something that helps me in a fight uh, not get hurt as much. And says, oh, yes, I, I, um, braces of defense are relatively... Um, uh, straightforward then it's it's I'm not saying it's easy or um, quick magic to do um, any enchantment takes quite a lot quite a while uh, but I could I could definitely it's something I've done before and unfortunately I must warn you as well it's a it's a relatively costly process how about um something like that could make me a better shot with a bow and arrow or something is there magic that can and she says oh definitely yes there's magic that can help guide your hands to your targets um uh, i could enchant them that way you can enchant them with both um uh, defense and archery but th basically with enchantments the the more you add to a particular item the more 
the more costly it is, the more length of time that it uses, and sometimes the more unstable the magic can be. Uh, overlapping overlapping things can um, be a little tricky. Usually, two enchantments will won't be too um, unstable, but if you start to add too many more, it's it's going to get difficult. Um, how about um, how about any spells that can like help me with my because um, I've mentioned I'm a Horizon Walker, right? And she says yes, yes. You've mentioned that, and you say all right. Um, how about any enchantments with like being able to pass into other planes? And she thinks for a moment, and she sips her tea. There is an enchantment, a a, a spell. Um, uh, most arcanists call it blink, uh, because you sort of blink out of this existence and into another. Uh, are you aware of the ethereal plane? What does Epis know about the ethereal plane? Let's roll a check for you. Um, mm -mm -mm -mm. You've you've had your book. You've read a little bit about your book. Um, your book on the planes. Ten. Ten plus your three from intelligence plus maybe another one from having that book. Uh, so fourteen. So you you say um, I know a little of the ethereal plane. It's sort of like where ghosts go. And she says, uh, kind of, not exactly. That's not its primary thing. The ethereal plane is a a mirror plane to this one. It's 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 overlaid on top of us. It's around us right now. It's we are both in the material plane and the ethereal plane right now. Only we usually exist and and our senses in the material plane. There are spells that can allow the body to fully transport to the ethereal plane so that we are we and our senses are in the ethereal but still able to see the material. Um, things on the material can't gen tend to see us when we're in them. So it's it's a way of it's a way of transporting short distances. Uh, it's a way of avoiding co detection or contact. Uh, it's it's a defensive spell. I could potentially enchant your braces with something that could allow you to do that. It would probably be a limited time per day. It's uh, a little um, strenuous on the body to constantly be in and out of the ethereal. So yes, you could enchant them with blink if you wanted to. Better at archery, yeah, you could enchant them with archery. What are the options? Whatever you want, Matt. Like it's within reason, you tell me what you want them enchanted with, and I'll decide how expensive that's going to be and how much time it'll take and stuff. And like, if you want them enchanted with wish, you could have your braces enchanted with three wishes per day. But obviously, to do so would be like a several level long arc to get the ingredients needed to enchant. Like, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna always find some way of balancing what you want. So if you just want them enchanted with the ability to always smell like potpourri that's going to be like less than a day she'll enchant it for a few dollars and, and that's your enchantment if you want archery and defense then that's going to be something a lot more substantial like it's up to you guys what do you want on your on your braces they are dragon they are green dragon hide braces which will look awesome with your green dragon scales um and because they are dragon hide it will make the enchantment slightly easier for her to do but whatever you want on them is going to be up to you Perhaps something more creative comes to mind if you all work together. Maybe perhaps something more creative comes to mind if you guys work together. You are playing Apis. Don't keep putting the onus on me to tell this story. You're t I'm, I'm describing the world. You guys are telling the story as the main character. Could we give Valor the money to pay for our braces and get her to pick them up and enchant them while we're away? Uh, you could do that. Yeah, I suppose so. You say, um, if I, uh, I, I'm heading to Shadridge now. Um, if, uh, if I'm not back in a couple of weeks, 
would you mind picking up the braces for me? I can give you the money that I've paid him half now and half on um, pickup, but I don't want them just kind of sitting there and doing nothing. Uh, you, you could be looking at them and you can, you know, do your work on them, whatever. She says, I, I could do, yes. Um, how much is left to pay? And you say, I think it's uh, seven gold. He said, well, yes, I'm, I'm happy to take the money now and, uh, and pick them up on your behalf if you would like me to do so. Um, ballpark figure, how much, I guess, would you say this is going to set me back? She says, it, it really depends on what you want. We need to, we would need to discuss exactly what enchantments you want and to what level. Uh, even in terms of your defense or your archery, you've, you've mentioned, um, there are certain different levels of that enchantment, certain powers that I can imbue within it. In mechanical terms, you could enchant them with a plus one, two or three, uh, to your armor class or your archery but obviously the higher it is the more difficult it is i can't as robert i can't come up with a figure for how much this is this this is going to cost you until i know exactly what you're wanting from them and then i'll need probably some downtime outside of game to uh, to think about it and balance it within my economy agree with all the archery comments would there be any enchantments that go with the displacer cloak uh well the displacer cloak for anyone who doesn't know already um what that does is it gives you a an illusory image of yourself whenever it's activated um, and when when somebody attacks you uh, for the first time on on their round their turn or whatever they have disadvantage um, and if they hit you the other image goes away and they don't they no longer have disadvantage but at the start of your turn it comes back again so somebody uh, somebody will always have disadvantage to hit you until you have taken defense uh, taken attacks so braces that can go well with that, uh, it's up to you. Is the cloak and blink braces and pass without a trace all stack? Yep, everything that doesn't do the exact same wording uh, will stack. So you can't cast guidance on a guy twice, but you can cast guidance and then something else that gives him a d4 to his attacks or whatever. So anything that isn't the same word, the same uh, same tag word, the same keyword, it will stack on top of one another. So the cloak will give people disadvantage to hit you. Blink will mean that you're disappearing at the end of each of your turns into the ethereal plane. Uh, and Pass Without a Trace gives you a plus 10 to stealth. They're not even remotely the same. They all have defensive properties, but then they, they aren't the same abilities at all. So they would absolutely all stack. I think something to do with archery is a definite, probably more than just the minimum since we'd be going, uh, we keep keeping the braces for a good long while to come. Point, a point or two to our arm class wouldn't go astray either. I think we're getting off track with talking about all of this at this point because like your your braces won't be done that you only dropped them off yesterday they won't be done for a long time they, they, they they've got at least two weeks of um uh tanning them and getting them uh made because it was just it was just raw dripping hide from a dragon um sorry they dropped dropped them off six days ago that's right i keep forgetting that you've had six days of level up um so you dropped them off just under a week ago so you've got a week and a bit left because you've got uh, they've got to be tanned so you might be able to um uh you might be able to pick them up uh like from actual uh, usable material in the next couple of days but the leather worker once it's actually usable leather then he's got to cut them and stitch them and make them into braces that would fit your arms so uh, that'll take some time as well so you've probably i'd say got at least six days to a week before they're uh they're pickupable and usable can we can Valor ask us in our head when they're ready? Uh, yes, absolutely. You say um, you can um, 
Uh, tell you what, we'll just we'll just give me a give me a plus uh, a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the chat if you want to give Valor the seven gold that's uh, remaining on uh, on the on the braces and get her to pick them up when they're ready. She can then just ping ping you with a sending spell and say, uh, "Here, your braces are ready." Can she call it at noon once she picks them up? <laughs> no, I'm not waking you up anymore. All right. That's it. Overwhelming. Yes, you're going to give Valor the uh, the remaining gold. Uh, somebody correct me if I'm misremembering that it was seven gold. I think it was seven. It was either seven or eight. I can't remember whether you paid the lion's share up front or not. The gold amount on your person down to one gold remains. Paid eight, seven left. There you go. So you give her the seven gold and you say thank you very much for that um, and uh, because Apis is like this and I know that a lot of you would agree, uh, you give her a silver for her trouble as well. Thank you very much for, for doing that for me. Um, and uh, she says, oh, it's, it's, it's uh, my pleasure. And, she, and you say, can you, um, I know you were messaging me before when I was... Um, I know you were messaging me before when I was in, in the Green Dragon's lair. Um, is is it possible for you to do that again when you've picked them up? She says, yes, I should be able to. Uh, it depends on how busy I've been that day. Um, often I, it takes, it takes something out of me to do that. Um, it's not a, it's not something I can do unlimited times, but, um, I should be able to manage uh, a single one on, on whatever day it is. Uh, hopefully by then we're not in such a state of emergency as we were with Lucifreak. So I wasn't using all of my, uh, I won't be using all of my, um, my power each day. All right. So uh, in a few days time when the braces are actually done and ready and ready to be enchanted, um, she will go and pick them up on your behalf if you're not in Fondog by then. Uh, and then she will message you with a sending spell and say, Apis, your, uh, your braces are ready. Is that everything you wanted from her? She's going to now um, preserve your, uh, your vial of blood and then you can head off to Shadridge. Is that everything you wanted? Anything else you wanted to ask her? Oh, you wanted to ask her about the necromancer? Yes, you wanted to ask about the necromancer. You say, um, you sort of like, there's a, a lull in the conversation while you both kind of sip your tea. And then she says, um, I hope it's not um, too awkward of me to bring this up. And she says, uh, yes, I was kind of thinking that you might. And you say, what do you know of the necromancer? And she says, he is not a problem. I'm gonna get you. Um, I'm gonna get you guys to roll an insight check for me. Which is, what's your insight? It's a plus two. You're not proficient in insight. So a plus two onto that is a 15 plus two, 17. With a 17, you can tell she's quite clearly choosing her words carefully. You can also read that she is reluctant to talk about this and that she was kind of wishing that you hadn't brought it up. Um... I'd say with a 17, that's about all you read from that first sort of interaction. What do you want to, um, what do you want to ask her about specifically? 
You say, you know that you can trust me, right? What, whatever you say here, it stays here. She says, yes, I know, that's not my concern. Can we help him somehow? And she looks at you. No. I wish that we could. Would it help if I brought back the tiara? And she cocks her head and looks confused at that genuinely. And uh, there was um, there was a tiara sent from Fondog to the uh, to the the town of Shadridge, um, up to the necromancer that was there. And she says, "Oh, I don't know anything about that." If he um. If he does become a problem, or you need help assisting him, we want to help. I um, I just want to make sure that he's not going to be trouble. We got just got done dealing with Fondog's dragon problem, and we hardly need a necromancer problem taking the place. And she says he's not a problem. He's been here for a lot longer than that dragon has. I'm aware of his existence and have been for some time. I don't want that getting out. Do you understand? I. I do not need people knowing that I'm helping him with his problem. I understand. You'll also understand I'm not helping him with his necromancy, right? I'm helping him with his problem. I, I don't know what his problem is, but I understand that you're not involved in the work he's doing. Correct. I tell her the necromancer was interested in the tiara for some reason. I think it might help, but we don't know how. He um he has um he has shown some interest in that tiara. She says what tell me about this tiara? You say, well in the Manticore's uh loot when I killed the Manticore, one of the things was just a whole bunch of uh, he'd he'd taken a bunch of supplies from here to Shadridge. There's a, there were bags of wool that was being sent to the weaver. The weaver was Sally, uh, and Sally was the one who was the necromancer of Shadridge, who was killing people and taking their shadows to um, to turn into these shadow monstery things. And in one of these bags of wool was a tiara. It was hidden, and it was exuding a magic uh, that I identified as necromantic magic i gave it to uh what's her name felicity and she says yes from the arcanists and she said yeah uh she was interested and and took it and said that she would um uh look at it um and then i told kathleen the knight of uh shadridge and she said that she would go and talk to felicity and and discuss this item and take it off her if needed or whatever um I, that's all i know about it and then I've mentioned it. Did you mention it to the um, to the necromancer when you met him in the woods? Did you mention the the uh, the tiara? I can't remember the exact um, interaction that happened there. We did mention it, yeah. And then we mentioned it to uh, uh, the gentleman in the woods, um, and he was interested in what was being 
sent out that way and when I mentioned Sally he was interested in who she uh, well not who she was he seemed to know who she was but um, we talked about the tiara and she says so he knew this necromancer of the of Shadridge and you say I she goes quiet for a second and her eyes start to dart, dart around you can del- definitely tell that she's starting to think through a few different things she's starting to potentially make some connections or look for some connections there's stuff going on for her with this information uh, also I should mention that at the meeting where people were discussing who should be brought back with the um, the ritual that brought you back it was um, it was mentioned that you knew and it was mentioned that you knew this necromancer in the woods. She got kind of like snaps out of whatever she was thinking about and looks you directly in the eye this time. Uh, it was. It, it seems like it's the information is out there that there's the necromancer and you know him. She puts her hand to her face. Who knows? You see, um, me, your um, your assistant, uh, Nira, uh, the mayor, um, Nim. She said she sort of like rubs her head. Okay. What was said about it? Just that uh, there was a necromancer, and it was possible that he could bring somebody back. And she kind of hand waves and says he can't bring people back. See, uh, okay. Um, it was it was it was posited as a as a possible alternative for for the reincarnation um, and and the fact that you had some sort of connection to this guy it might might have meant that we could have brought back Mark Mark for instance and she says it's it's not an avenue we should pursue. Okay. Nero mentioned that you were trying to help him with his problems, but didn't make out like it was you helping him with the necromancy. Her eyes are darting again. Did Nero say how she knew? She just said that you had some discrepancies in your schedule sometimes, and she kind of looked into it, and, and she kind of like gives this sort of half chuckle like a like a laughter out of frustration sort of a situation she goes yeah i suppose that's on me for hiring someone so studious look you you can trust us and i think you can trust them too we're just we wish to help she says yes i know you can't she's getting a little bit more forceful with that one not like snippy or rude but like just just a touch of frustration at repeating herself, I think. Uh, what happened with the kobolds in the well? Uh, the last you heard, they were slain. You heard it from Vala um, in a in a sending spell as like a one-off, like a, a, a side thing among much other information she was giving. She also said kobolds are dealt with, or kobolds are slain or something. Um, maybe you should arrange a meeting of sorts with those who know and clear the air, as it were. 
we don't want them to pursue it if he can't help and you seem to know the most about him. Yes, I'll certainly be talking to those who know. Well, glad you're feeling better, Vala. I just wanted you to know. I appreciate you telling me. Oh, um, now that I think about it as well, uh, I did tell the knights, the, the king's uh, royal cross, I told them about the existence of the necromancer and her eyes go to you with like suddenly wide what when 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 did you and she gets to her feet when did you tell them it was it was uh, why it was before the uh, the the uh, the fight with Lucifreak. what did you tell them what did you tell them where did where did you tell them where he was she is very uh, concerned all of a sudden it was it was during the battle that I I didn't know that it was it, obviously it was going to be important and she starts she walks around the back of her couch now and she's like pacing. What do they know? Where did, where where exactly did they? Um, where, where, when when did they say that they were going to deal with him? What did they say would happen? We I uh, I don't know what they said would happen. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. And she says it's not I. I need to go and she goes towards the uh, the door to grab her uh, overcoat and you see I, I told him about them as well I when I was when I saw him I told him that the kings were the king's guard were coming and she stops uh, with her hand on her coat and turns around and says you told him that the king's guard were on their way and you say yes okay I really need to go and she takes her cloak off, uh, puts it over her shoulders and puts the hood up and says, you can make your way out. Um, I, 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 thank you, Avis. Um, I need to go. And she uh, opens the door and leaves. <laughs> the door slams behind her um, and your vial of dragon blood is left on her, um, her tea tray, uh, unpreserved. kind of want to follow her thumbs up or thumbs down do you want to follow her yes or no mm, interesting halves and halves kind of I'm going to put this to an actual poll because this is like a half and half situation it's clearly uh, dissent in Apis's mind about whether to follow or not we do have a second level spell slot available today and pass without a trace which can give us a plus 10 to our stealth check if we wanted to secretly uh secretly go after her we already decided what we were going to do yes but then there's new information has come to light now we decided that we were going to go to Shadridge and then something else has happened so time for a revote all the threads all the time I keep having to remind you there's always going to be stuff happening if you keep following her here that's another day that you're not going back to Shadridge and whatever was happening in the Great Expanse that I was hinting at several weeks ago. I guarantee you there is not a dead end. Like you can just keep following things and there will always keep being more. I keep I keep things moving, the NPCs and stuff move because of the actions that you take and because of the actions that the NPCs want to take, like the, the, the goals that they individually have. <laughs> Ties drop down and beats the answers out of him.
47% to say no, which means that 50% said yes. Uh, so we are going to put it to a poll again. Uh, I'm gonna, not many people wanted to go yes openly, but they were split between yes and yes. So I'm gonna preferential voting. All right, now that uh, now that it's, it's I, the people who wanted to vote uh, to follow her openly, obviously many of them was either that or don't follow at all. Uh, so we've now have a clear winner with 61% of the vote. Still, it's less than two thirds of uh, Apis's mind don't want to follow. Um, about 40% of uh, Apis's mind want to follow her, but as she gets up and leaves the door, the door closes behind. As much as you want to follow, you decide no. Let's not. Let's leave her to a leave her to what she's got to do. If she needs help, she knows where we are, and she's got the sending spells. She can message us. Yes, we get someone else to preserve that vial and pass the news to the assistant. All right. So you uh, you grab the um, you grab the vial from the dinner tray. You take uh, you stand up and head to the door yourself. Uh, open the door, close it behind you, and head out into the hall. Uh, you go back down the uh, downstairs uh, for argument's sake. Let's say it's nearer the sun reception at the moment. I think it usually is. Um, you ask Nira on your way out. Um, this vial. Do you happen to know preservation magic? <laughs> she says, "Oh, uh, you'd have been better asking Vala for that. She's um, she's the specialist in blood magic and preserving organic material. Takes um, more of a, a knowledge of that." And you say, "Hey, she she uh, she just left." And she says, "Yes, I saw. Where, where was she going? She didn't tell me." And you let's say, "Oh." I, well, actually, it's up to you. What do you say? Do you lie? Do you tell her you don't know? What she asks, where was she going? Because she just kind of shot out the door. Don't tell her. You just, uh, don't don't lie. You just say Vala didn't tell us where she was going. See, um, I I I I, I don't know. She didn't tell us where she was going. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but she was going to preserve this for me and got a little bit distracted. Is there anyone else who can preserve it? And she says, Oh, I can I can try. Um, uh. And she, you hand it over, um, and she takes out. Uh, she opens a um, a drawer <clears throat> and gets out like a personal bag, kind of like a handbag situation, and opens it up. And she's looking through there. She gets out like a small, um, a small pouch, like a coin pouch. She opens it up and uh, right, ties it up again. That's the wrong one. Oh, here it is. Uh, she gets out a similar bag out of her little handbag, uh, and she opens up the little drawstring pouch and takes out a pinch of something, kind of looks like dried herbs or some some kind. Um, and then she, uh, without opening the vial, sort of takes it on its side and uh, does a little sprinkles of something over the top of it. And uh, and as she's saying it, she's speaking in um, uh, uh, some kind of chanting language. Some sounds almost elvish. Um, and she's she's going to try and cast uh, a sort of a spell on this. I'm just going to roll to see how well she does with it. Um, she says, "I, I think that's, I think that'll do it. Um, I'm not. It's been a while since I've done this sort of thing. It's a, it's not the easiest uh, thing to do. I, I think I think you I think you're good there. Sorry if it's uh, if it's not quite." It's okay. Thank you for trying. I appreciate it. Anyway, um, how much do I owe you for that? She says, oh, it, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm not even sure that I did it right, so I can't exactly go and charge you for it. You, uh, you, she, you see her put a little pouch away back in her handbag and put the handbag back in the drawer. And she closes it. Insight. Does she think she knew she ruined it? <laughs> did she screw it up? Insight check from Apis. Five plus two, seven. Uh, you can't read on her face any sign that she is uh, thinks she screwed it up. <laughs> Just fill the vial with salt. That's a preservative. Yeah. 
Um, so, anything else? You have uh, visited Vala. Um, you have uh, gotten her to run off in um, into wherever she's going. You uh, you've got your blood vial preserved. Maybe uh, it's time for you to leave. Or anything else that you were going to do before you? Uh... Oh, you wanted to catch a lift now. Yeah. Do we have a horse we can use? We do not have a horse we can use, but we try and we could try and uh, catch a lift off someone who's going up that way, or get a um, a horse. What to do? Before leaving, this episode's going to start with us deciding to go to Shadridge and end with us maybe actually leaving the town to go to Shadridge. <laughs> what to do before leaving? Uh, go to the bank was still an option. Um, 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 try catch a ride. Uh, some people, I, the last time some people said buy a horse, so I'll add that as an option, buy or rent a horse, um, and I think that's it, I'll just leave. Two minutes to decide, now that we've ticked off Valor from the list. Uh, oh, 45% of you wanted to buy or rent a horse. That is not a majority, so I will drop the bank because nobody wanted that. If those two people had voted for that, it would have been a majority. So therefore, preferential voting says those three options are given to you. You can try to buy a horse, you can try and rent a horse, you can catch a ride, or you can just leave. If you try and catch a ride, it means actually trying to find somebody who's going to Shad Shadridge. Might not be anybody going to Shadridge. What time of day is it? Uh, early morning still. It's like, well, mid-morning, maybe like 10 or something. Renting costs the same, I'm pretty sure it would have to give collateral. You will have to give some sort of a down payment in order to rent a horse from a place like this. I would call the horse Meat Shield. <laughs> Catch a ride or buy a horse coming up fifth, uh, almost 50% each. Nobody's just wanting to leave or rent a horse. So uh, so we still haven't got quite a majority. Catch a ride or buy a horse. Catch a ride, buy a horse. How much is a horse? Um, let me try and remember in the economy of D&D. I think they're like 70 gold or something, aren't they? 75 in the player's handbook. 75 gold pieces. That is $1,500. Alright, we're very close. Very close to people wanting to either catch a ride with somebody already going that way or buy a horse. Uh, but 51% of Apis's mind. This is why every vote counts, everybody. Every vote counts. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, what should we do? What should we do? You should get in and vote, because otherwise it goes the other way by one vote. 51% of Apis's mind decides that they're going to buy a horse. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, and I am going to look up uh, horse prices. Let me think. How many, how many thousands of dollars in today's money adjusted for inflation would it have cost to buy a horse in the medieval times? It would have been significant amount of a person's wage. They would have been a hell of an investment. 75 gold. I think that's not too far off actually for once with the economy. I think that's actually about where I'd pitch it. 75 gold. Yeah, I think that's about, I think that's about right. Okay, yeah. Um, they were more common back then. There were people who bought them and sold them often. 
would have been harder to yeah I think it would have been right though uh, about 75 gold seems right to me you can find a, a holster um, uh, who is let's say uh, sh uh, she's a woman uh, she's human uh, she's relatively young, uh, probably in her late twenties or so, um, and she works on the um, on the. Uh, she's probably on the south of town, so you go. Um, uh, you go and uh, is it hostler, not holster? There you go. Then a hostler, whatever it is, you find a horse person, and you go and you go to you go to the south of town, uh, to nearby where the greenhouses were. You find a. Um, you find a person who breeds horses and you buy from her, you, you, you ask her for the uh, price of a nice riding horse and she says um, uh, that it'd be 75 gold. You can try and bargain her down, you can try and ha uh, haggle as with most things in a um, in a D and d society. Prices are a little bit uh, haggleable, uh, but she's not gonna drop it to like 50 because it's not gonna be that much of a massive thing. Um, so, uh, so let's just roll you a charisma check to see how charming you're being. Uh, ugh, that's not good without touching it. Let me go to the dice cam, turn that on. Uh, four, you can see. So I got a four plus one charisma. So five, you are not doing a good job of haggling. She says, now I understand your, uh, your, your need for a horse. Unfortunately, I have a need for gold as well. So I can't just give you a horse for less than I've asked. Uh, if I, if I thought the, the prices could be lower to be fair, I would have already pitched them as lower to be fair. Uh, so 75 gold or you don't get a horse. I'm sorry about it, but that's just how it is. You didn't do a very good job of it with only a five uh, in persuasion checks, so she's not going to drop the gold if you want a horse today. <laughs> but it's missing a leg. Um, you uh, you need to out of out of seventy five uh, gold if you want to buy a horse. Can we deal, do a deal on saddles and things? She says, uh, "I'll tell you what I, I can do. I will sell you it with the riding tack involved. I won't give you the saddle bags, but I'll I'll make sure you've got a saddle and reins and a bit. Is that good?" Thumbs up, thumbs down. You want to pay 75 gold for a riding horse and uh, saddle. Yes, yes, has it. It's definitely the majority, not, an, not a uh, unanimous decision, but it is a uh, majority decision. Um, does the horse already have a name so that we can cut arguments out? <laughs> nice try, but that's going to be another decision for you guys to make. I'll, uh, I won't make you make it in the uh, chat right now because nothing else will happen today. Um, but I will mark down that you have spent 75 gold out of the uh, out of the equipment you, uh, apis decides yes all right we'll um we'll we'll take you up on that then 75 gold it is um do you have an outhouse real quick and you pop off to a secret space where you can get your 75 gold out of your um out of your quiver and place it into your coin pouch and then you go walk, uh, walk back and say thank you very much here's the 75 gold and you drop the 75 gold for her uh, I will mark off 75 gold from your um, your uh, hoard that you have in your quiver. Uh, what colour should the horse be? <laughs> you guys have to decide as, that as well now. I'm not going to do that in chat. Um, you, want, you can decide on the colour of your horse. You can decide on the name of your horse. Um, but you have a horse. Apis has bought a horse. And let's see how long you keep it alive for. She sets you up a bit, bit bridle and saddle and reins. Um, she can sell, sell you food and uh, saddlebags if you want. Uh, saddlebags. She will sell you saddlebags and uh, and a couple of days of feed for five gold. Yes or no? Can we enchant the horse so it doesn't die and we'd have to feed it? No? Are you sure? 
The horse can just eat grass if you're going into a place where there's grass. In order to get to Shadrid, you have to go through a place called the Dead Woods. There's not a lot of grass in the Dead Woods. Alright, seems reasonable. Alright, so that takes us down to that. Uh, mark off another five gold, and you and she sets you up with some saddlebags and enough couple uh, enough uh, dry food for the horse uh, for a couple of days. It's not gonna live that long. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so uh, you finally get on your horse. Uh, since you're south south of town anyway, you ride uh, the short distance over to the greenhouse uh, and say goodbye to your Pencampur and Emgleshed druid friends. Uh, you say goodbye to Briar and say thanks for having me and everything. I'll be uh, I'll be back in a little while to pick up some things anyway, so uh, I'm not going for forever. But I'll see you in like a week or two or three or however long it takes for me to uh, get uh, stuck into the next arc of the campaign and uh, and then <laughs> and then get distracted and uh, and then finally come back here in a year and a half. Then you head north through the town, uh, out onto the north of uh, Fonderg. On your way, uh, Joey is at the northern gates today and lets you out. You say goodbye to him and phew, you're out. Finally, we're out of Shadridge, uh, out of Fonderg, and we're on, way, on the way to Shadridge. You ride for most of the day, um, the rest of the day, until you arrive uh, towards the edge of where the, um, the Lannis Woods kind of stop, and there is this uh, large salted earth firebreak kind of uh, region between here and the Deadwoods, where a region of forested, uh, uh, a region of dead and decaying forest, uh, where there seemed to have been a major termite problem that has uh, that has turned this forest into mulch for the most part. And then you um, you uh, head into the Deadwoods just as it's starting to uh, drop into evening. Uh, the chan the the uh, option. The option for you now is do you want to push on for uh, the evening and try and get all the way through the dead woods or do you want to set up a camp and sleep here um, you cannot make it all the way to Shadridge uh, by the by the time you need to sleep um, but you could push through the night theoretically and just get a point of exhaustion you have slept in the dead woods before um, with Mel in tow and she uh, she helped keep away some of the bugs and things you have also seen a huge dog-sized termite while you were in the dead woods you know there are creatures that live in the Deadwoods, but um, you've not had too much of an issue with them before. You've you've been through the Deadwoods, I think, three times. Will the horse get exhausted? If you keep pushing on, the horse will definitely get exhausted. Yes. Uh, put a thumbs up if you want to uh, keep pushing on, at the risk of exhaustion. Keep pushing for as long as you can till you're too exhausted to carry on. Put a thumbs down if you want to spend uh, spend the night camping here in the dead forest, the dead woods. Mostly in the nose, I think. I'm seeing more nose than I'm seeing yes. Can we find that manticore's lair to sleep in? You can't. You could have yes, but it was a. Uh, it was like a couple hours back. You've already passed it. All right, so we are going to set up camp here then. We set up our our camouflaged hammock situation that we did the first time we were in the dead woods. Uh, but now we have a, a horse. Oh, did we have a horse the first time as well with uh, Mr. Ed? I think he was with us at the time. You uh, get out your net that you have here. You get off your cloak that can turn to uh, different colours and fashions that you want. Uh, you turn it into this like dead foresty looking material on the un under underground and put it on the um, uh, the bottom of the, the, the net so that anybody looking up doesn't necessarily see that there's somebody in that net. Uh, you string it up between a couple of trees, 
and then you uh, head to sleep with uh, with Mel uh, watching guard and the um, and the horse tied up nearby. And you've tried to get yourself a long rest. However, as you are sleeping, there is a sort of a growling noise. And then you are woken by a very loud horse whinny. Good thing we didn't name it. <laughs> uh, wasn't Mel keeping watch? She has to sleep as well. You have to sleep at some point. There's not enough of you in a one-person party to uh, keep watch uh, all throughout the night while also still getting a rest. Mel kept watch for a little bit, and then not enough. <laughs> there goes the horse. You wake up, um, uh, come to, and you look down to where you uh, you um, tied up the horse, and you can see that it's it's kind of like straining against um, uh, the rope that you tied it up with, um, and it's it's whinnying. It's not hurt. There's nothing around f that can hurt it, but it seems like it's freaking out about something. What do you want to do? This is why I didn't want a horse. Thanks, chat. Just let the horse die to teach the other brain cells financial responsibility. Just investigate what the horse, what staddled the horse. All right, so let's have a look around. Uh, let's first just roll a perception check. It is dim light. Well, it's dark light. It's darkness, and so actually, let me. It's relatively, uh, relatively close to a full uh, full moon, isn't it? It's like a week after a full moon. Let's have a look. Timeline. Um, Apis's birthday, and then we did six days of whatever. So it's uh, it's about a week-ish after the uh, after the full moon, and so um, uh, let me just roll for let me roll for weather. Uh, it's kind of overcast, so not the greatest on um, not the greatest weather, not the greatest on moonlight. So uh, it will be at disadvantage. You do have dark vision. It's only sixty feet, and it turns darkness into dim light. And when you're in dim light. Uh, perceptions are at disadvantage. So uh, that one was cocked. Let me grab both that one and this one. Where's the other? Apis dice. Got two Apis dice. We'll roll them both. Pow. Got a nine or a six. So nine. Uh, so six with disadvantage. Six plus your uh, plus your perception of. Uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say this is forest bonus because you are in a dead forest. Um, so plus eight, so nine, uh, six plus eight, still fourteen. It's not bad. Um, with the fourteen, you can see that there are no uh, giant termites around that would have startled the horse. It seems. Um, it seems to be whinnying and pulling away from a particular direction, like the direction that you came from. Um, and it's kind of it. It it seems like something over there maybe that it hasn't it can't see right now but maybe that's something that it was able to see when it woke you when it first whinnied maybe something what moved that way and then startled it and then now it knows that there's something in that direction but it doesn't know what it is it just has a general fear of that direction perhaps it definitely seems like it's afraid of something but nothing that you can see giant termites i said because you have seen giant termites in this particular forest before how much sleep did we have? Doesn't feel like a lot. It's dark. It's definitely a couple hours darker than when you went to sleep, it seems. But um, you you don't know exactly what time it is. You call Mel down. She buzzes down to you and so sleepily comes around. 
what uh, what is wrong Apis? what is what what is uh, what's the matter um the horse is scared of something can you see anything around no i mean is there a, could you see if there's something around oh you want me to fly okay um Okay, yes, I will, I will see if you're fine with this, like, to see if there's she, she brings up her wings and takes off from the, uh, from the hammock area and buzzes off in that direction. Do we want to light a torch? We did not have a campfire. Do we want to light a torch, yes or no? It's on the fence. I think it's slightly more no's than yeses. Let me uh, let me put it to a one-minute poll real quick. Um, there's there's benefits and drawbacks. Obviously, lighting a torch means you can see more, but also other things in the forest can see you. We do have dark vision, but it's only sixty feet, which isn't very far. Sixty feet is less than twenty meters. It's about eighteen meters. Um, and. On top of that, it's not perfect vision in the dark. It just means that darkness becomes dim light and dim light becomes bright. So it just shifts your ability to see slightly better. Nighttime vision, essentially. But it's not like it's not like the best vision still. Lighting a torch would still reveal more or allow us to see more if there is anything there to be seen. I have also mentioned multiple times that this forest is surround is is pretty much ent entirely dead and rotting wood, so lighting a torch has additional potential drawbacks. All right, we've decided no, we're not going to light a torch. The drawbacks are too numerous. There's a potential that the torch could get out of hand and light the forest on fire, or it could could make us a target for things if there is anything here. All right, so no, we're not going to light a torch. Uh, pole. Cast protection on the horse, question mark. I saw that being suggested, so I'll put it to the poll. Yes or no, we're going to cast protection from evil and good on the horse. It is a spell that allows, uh, it, that infers disadvantage confers disadvantage on uh, attack rolls and ability checks and saving throws and things against um, made against the horse by certain creatures from the outer planes of existence so uh, elementals, fey, fiend, undead that sort of thing will have disadvantage on attacking the horse um, if you cast it. However, it will take one of your spell slots to cast obviously. You have six spell slots for the entire day Do you want to cast one on the horse on the off chance that it could keep it alive? Protection from a good and evil doesn't specify what we're, you don't have to specify what you're protecting from, it protects from it all. With 58% of the vote, you decide yes, you are going to cast protection from good and evil on the horse. So, for people who don't know what that does, let me read it for you. Protection from evil and good is a first level spell, lasts for 10 minutes or until you drop concentration. One willing creature that you touch, in this case it'll be the horse, is protected against certain types of creatures. Aberrations, Celestials, Elementals, Fey, Fiends, and Undead. So, if there is something here that is going to potentially be a danger to the horse, that is an Aberration, a Celestial, an Elemental, a Fey, or a Fiend, or an Undead, then he should be protected against those. It grants several benefits. 
Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. The target cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, or possessed by such a creature, the target has advantage on any new saving throw against the relevant effect. Okay. We climb off of our hammock net and drop down to the floor next to the horse that's... <laughs> and we use our uh, animal handling to try and... Um, to try and calm him down a little bit. Uh, let's just roll that. Animal handling is uh, plus five for us. <coughs> plus five onto 18, 23. So you managed to calm the horse down. <sighs> Show it, slow it down, you reach right up. Um, and you, uh, you, 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 you calm the horse down enough that you can get close enough. You get your, um, uh, you get your uh, coin put, co uh, your, your, your pouch of powdered silver out. You can see it down there, look. Um, let me go into pouch uh, powder number. There we are, look. We are using one usage of the powder that we got, finally. And we are sprinkling the powdered silver, remembering what it was that um, uh, that, that the uh, elven uh, alchemist uh, wizard person up in the, uh, the Four Sisters towns told us about how to cast this spell. We're placing it at the different like chakra points of this horse and protecting it at various different areas. And then uh, this, they, they all kind of blow away in the wind, leaving behind this protective barrier of energy over the horse. And you are now concentrating on that spell for the next 10 minutes. What now? Some people wanted to cast Primeval Awareness to see if there were any creatures of a particular type in the area nearby. What do you want to do? Do you want to uh, just saddle up and get the hell out of here? Um, and just like risk the exhaustion? Or do you want to try and go back to sleep now? Or do you want to go out into the forest and try and find what managed to deal with it or something? out into the forest and find the problem. What can we hear? Well, with your 14 perception from earlier, you can kind of hear the sounds of just a quiet forest. There's a couple of snaps of twigs just in the forest in the somewhere in the in the a few hundred feet around you just seemingly from small critters. Nothing huge. No big heavy footsteps. You listen and wait for Mel. Keep an arrow ready. So you draw one of your arrows from the bow, uh, from the quiver. Get your bow out and ready. And then eventually you hear coming back in your direction pretty fast. Uh, a buzzing potbelly pig-sized bee coming in your direction with her uh, leather armor on and coming your uh, beelining for you if you excuse the pun um, I will have you roll an insight check to see uh, if you can tell what she has seen or what what is going on for her at the moment uh, it's cocked between a 15 and a 12 so could have been either um, plus your insight of two it's going to be pretty good anyway either way um, <clears throat> you can tell that she's panicked she is she is in she is in a hurry she has seen something she did not want to see and she's coming with great speed towards you what do you want to do you cannot smell blood 
She's probably about 50 feet from you at, at this at this point. Ready and aim. You shout, you shout, what was it, Mel? And uh, from this distance, she says, we should move, it's, it's big, it's really big. Untie the horse, hop on, prepare to ride. All right. So you quickly, you turn around, you scrabble in with the, uh, the, the, um, the, the horses hitching. Uh, I'm going to roll just because it's a panicked situation and there is a possibility of, if you fail, something actually happening. I'm going to roll to see how well you untie the horse. Uh, that is a two. A two means you are fumbling with this uh, rope a little bit. You, you, had, you had to quickly put your arrow away, put your bow over the shoulder. And now you're tired and your fingers are cold and you're, you're untying the horse, but oof, it's taking a little taking a little while. Um, Mel has caught up to you at this point and now you can hear growling and big thumping footsteps uh, coming through the uh, the trees to your south right, right where you'd come from you get the horse free at this point <laughs> dagger the rope you cut, get a dagger out cut the rope uh, and up and onto the back of the horse um, you've still got your net and your um, cloak tied up as a hammock in the tree above you are you just leaving them you can always come back from them come back for them another day but you have your cloak of fashions and the net above you Thumbs up for grab them, thumbs down for leave them. Your net is tied at both ends to a tree. It is a hammock, so grabbing them will not just be a simple action. Ooh, interesting. Lots of yeses and noes. Let's put this to an actual poll. Oh yeah, pass without a trace is a good idea as well. All right, uh, I'm going to first put it to a poll to cast pass without a trace, yes or no, because that will give you a stealth bonus of plus 10, and you might be able to uh, to get ahead without uh we might be able to then that might um influence what your decision is about your items pass without a trace is a concentration spell i believe yes pass without a trace is concentration if you cast pass without a trace to give yourself the advantage on the stealth or the the bonus to the stealth you will lose your protection from evil and good on the horse that you are concentrating on Pass without a trace will cover you, the horse, and Mel. Yes, as long as you're all within thirty feet of each other, you can um, you can all gain the benefit of a plus ten to your stealth. The horse won't necessarily know to be stealthy, no. So the horse won't necessarily be making stealth checks, but it'll have a plus bonus to its passive stealth, which is good. <clears throat> Mel is also not the stealthiest person, but she will have a um, a plus ten to her her passive either way. All right, so even though it will drop the concentration on the other one and it's a second level spell, you decide that it is worth it to get the hell out of here. Mel has just told you it is big and it's coming. We should move. Uh, you, 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 uh, you, you cast Pass Without a Trace. You hop onto the back of the horse. You think about grabbing your stuff. Oh God, what if it sees us? You calm yourself. You take a couple of deep breaths. You, you breathe in the shadows around you. You breathe them out over your person. Again, you feel like with every breath you are, <clears throat> you are, you are the, um, you are creating ripples in the in the shadows around you, bringing them in closer and keeping them there, bringing them in closer and keeping them there. You cast pass without a trace as you you and your entire thirty uh, foot surroundings gets uh, wreathed in darkness and uh, and silence. Well, not exact silence, but. Dulled, dulled down as if listening to something through a large blanket. Mel is uh, uh, Mel's wings bzz, goes suddenly a lot quieter. You can hear this getting louder, and it's definitely the charging of something. Um, I'm gonna make a. What would this be? 
hearing the sounds. Can you put it together? Nature check. I'm going to make this a nature check. Twelve. Twelve plus your nature. You are not proficient in nature, so it is just a plus three. Uh, a Fifteen. This sounds like it sounds like galloping, but it sounds like rhythmic, uh, a rhythmic pounding. <laughs> Whatever is running is running with uh, a somewhat inconsistent gait. Um, it is almost impossible for you to tell how many feet this thing has. It could be more than one animal, perhaps. It could have more than four legs, perhaps. It seems like, however large it is, it is uh, it is much larger than a horse. You now have the option. Do we grab our, Do we stay here and grab our stuff? Yes or no. Remember that grabbing the net, uh, it is tied to a tree like a hammock, so getting it down is not exactly a single action thing. You can cut through it, but then you're damaging your net, obviously. It's faster than we are. If we run, it'll catch us. Best to stay and be prepared. You don't know if it's faster than your horse. Your horse at a gallop can go 120 feet, minus the weaving between trees and things. It's just a normal net. It is just a normal net. We can always just grab, reach and grab the cloak and not the net, yeah? How do we tie it to the tree? Just regular rope, I imagine. Or, or the, uh, the, the, the bowler bits at the end of the net, because this is a net that has um, weighted edges, weighted corners. So you've probably just wrapped a couple of those around and tied them together. All right, 62% say we are going to stay stay and grab our stuff. So you quickly uh, stand yourself up in the saddle of your horse and use that to reach up and grab, the, grab onto the tree. You shimmy your way up, and just as you're grabbing a hold of the net, you see it enter the vision behind you. You can't stop yourself from turning to look at what this thing is. I'm going to need a stealth check from each of you and the horses and things to see... Uh, how you're going with um, with your stealth. You've got a plus 10, plus 3 from dex, so you've got a plus 13. You're proficient in stealth, so that's a plus 3 from that as well. So you've got a plus 16 to your stealth. How quiet and stealthy are you being as you're going? Do you get forest bonus? You're in a forest. Are you using the forest to your advantage? <sighs> okay, I'll be, I'll be kind. You get a plus 3, you get another plus 3 because of forest bonus. So you get... A plus 19 to your stealth roll. You already got forest bonus earlier? You did, yes. It, it's a, it applies to any check that I, I deem appropriate while you're in a forest. While you're in your favoured terrain. Alright, plus 19 to your stealth check. Here we go. Dice cam. Uh, 19. 19 plus 19. So you have a 38 stealth roll. Not a normal type of DM, just like, yeah, you always get favorite terrain. It, yeah, favorite terrain isn't super useful, um, so I tend to allow for, like, if it makes sense, if you can argue that being in a forest, uh, your, your proficiency with knowing everything there is to know about a forest helps you in a particular thing, then I'll be like, yeah, I'll allow it in this situation. Um, you are 38 on stealth um, because you're passed without a trace, then uh, the horse... The horse gets a plus 10 from that. He's not trying to be stealthy, so he's not got anything. He definitely doesn't get a forest bonus. He doesn't have proficiency in stealth, so it's just a plus 10 for the horse. Not bad. 
27 for the horse. And then Mel, who has disadvantage on stealth because of her buzzy wings, uh, has disadvantage but a plus 10, and then she's got a plus 4 for dexterity, uh, and she's not proficient in I don't have Mel's stats. Um, I should remember to get Mel's stats out. Um, she's got a plus 4 for dex, I remember that, that though. She doesn't have proficiency in stealth, she doesn't get plus bonus to forest or anything. So for her it's just a plus 14. Plus 14 but disadvantage. And she rolled a 19 and a 17. So Mel gets a 31 on stealth. Alright, so yes, I think she does land because the wings are not buzzing. So she, uh, she, 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 uh, you, you quickly tell Mel with some signals to, to, to land. You give her the hand, hand signals that you've prearranged with her to land. Um, so you've got a 27 for the horse, a 31 for Mel, and a 38 for you. So as, as she lands um, uh, nearby, you, you quickly just hold onto the tree and you started to undo the net. But as it approached, at this point, uh, you can see it is probably a 12 or, uh, 12 or so feet tall, giant ape-like creature, but it has four arms. It has huge teeth with tusks out the side. It has horns that go from the start of its head round to the back, and its eyes seem to be solid red and glowing. Are you above it? No, you're probably about eight feet up a tree, and it is towering in that respect. <laughs> It gets to uh, about where you were sleeping, about, well, not exactly because you're right by the net, but it gets about 20 feet back. <laughs> Starts to move forwards a little bit towards you. Keep in mind, as I've said before, no matter how good your stealth trick is, if you are just standing out in the open in front of somebody, they'll still see you. So yes, you've got a 38 on stealth, but if it comes right over to your net, it will still see you. Does it look like anything we might recognize or have heard of? Uh, it does not. I'll see if you, I'll see how familiar you are with apes, being that they're not native to this country at all. Uh, with a nature check, nine plus your nature, 12. Uh, you're not super familiar. Like maybe you've, maybe you've seen a book. Uh, uh, like maybe you've seen an, uh, a single drawing in a book one time of of uh, some humanoidish looking animals that live in other places. Uh, you're not super familiar with apes or monkeys, um, but you've possibly heard of them. For your for your uh, players' perspective, though, you can imagine a giant four-armed ape with horns and tusks and glowing red eyes camo cloak you quickly sort of uh, reach your hand out um trying as best you can to stealthily grab it you wait until it looks the other way and then you whip it out and over the shoulders and think about uh think about the the surroundings of your tree um in your direct vicinity and uh try and try your best to camouflage yourself underneath your camouflaged cloak you can shoot an arrow into the woods hope it hears and thinks we fled that's a good idea lady you could try that Carefully back us and the horse away, trying to stick to the shadows as much as possible. You look down and you can see that the horse is kind of wreathed in this um, 
this almost camouflage-like shadow that's uh, that's blending him in with the surroundings a little. So even though the gorilla, the, the gorilla-like thing has has looked your way um, a couple of times, it doesn't seem to have seen you. We're full health and ready to go. Let's kill this thing. You can certainly try if you want. The net's not worth staying. We can afford another. That is a good point. We can definitely afford another. It would hear the twang of a bowstring, probably. Does it seem aggressively searching for us? It was aggressively running in this direction until uh, until pretty much when you cast past without a trace and ran up the tree, and then it stopped, and it seems like it's <laughs> sniffing, and <laughs> it definitely seems like it was hunting. With red eyes, does that mean it's possessed? Um, would you know that? Let's see. Um, let's make an arcana check, see how much you know about possession magics. 12 plus your arcana of 315. Uh, you would know that there are possession magics, there are enchanting uh, enchantment magics that can force a person to be charmed by you, there's magics that can uh, force a person to be magically frightened by you and so on. Uh, you know that some ghosts and um, uh, some ghosts and undead creatures can possess people and force them to do things against their will. You are unfamiliar with whether or not it has any outward appearance about red eyes or not. So. Unfortunately, you don't know enough about it to know whether or not the red eyes are indicative of being um, being a, uh, a possession or not. Drop some caltrops behind as we run. All right, so I'm going to put it to a poll. What to do? We can distract it. So that's either throw something into the distance or twang a bow off and uh, an arrow off into the trees nearby or something somehow distract it you can uh, run so like get on the horse and gallop away and hope that the stealth is enough to uh, to, pr to put it off of your path you can try and sneak away so maybe not on horseback maybe you just kind of like climb down and walk away and try and split the party away from him maybe or or just like get on the horse and just quietly walk away hoping the stealth is enough uh, so run away sneak away um distract it first uh what else uh stay here wait it out i'll put wait it out hope that it gets um bored and leaves is there anything else oh attack it of course is the other option a few people wanted to uh, just straight up take it all right with 74 percent of the vote apis decides they are going to try and distract this thing to get it away do we want to use an arrow which can go further and therefore distract it further in a different direction but has the risk of um, the the bowstring being heard or do we want to just throw a rock which obviously won't go that far but it doesn't have any possibility that it can hear us throwing it in the first place it will only hear where it lands so arrow or rock which do we want or if you have another option you can put that as well most people just say and throw throw the pan pipes we're gonna need for them just our look though as the panpipes are whistling through the air the air would catch across the edge of them and go <laughs> all right most people say in uh, uh, arrow so we'll just very stealthily put a draw draw an, an arrow from our quiver one of the uh, one of the infinite question mark arrows Bring, bringing it back you can feel the drawstring um uh the 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 you can hear the feel the bowstring creaking beneath your fingers but you can't really hear it you just take aim as it's 
It's getting real close now. It's probably only 20 feet or so from you in the net. If it gets any closer, it will see you. Aiming off to one side. You loose the arrow. There is a twang of the arrow string, but it is so quiet that you can barely hear it even next to it. With Pass Without a Trace, that's uh, one of the properties. Makes it super quiet and stealthy. You make an attack at a, at a random point in the distance. And then it hits into some wood. Um, and, uh, and let me just check something real quick. There's a, it thuds somewhere behind it, and then there's a moment, and then it goes. And then it turns and starts to leave. It starts to go in the direction of the arrow, but not quickly. What now? Just wait it out. Wait for a bit, grab the cloak, and leave. All right. So you wait for a bit. It gets a little further out of sight. You can definitely still hear it. Um, I'm just going to make a perception check to see uh, in the darkness, in the dim light. I'm just going to see something real quick. Disadvantage because dim light. Five. Five plus your perception. Uh, even with a plus eight from your uh, forest bonus. Fair enough. Let me check. All right. Um, you, uh, you can tell that it's still nearby. You, quiet as you can, while concentrating on Pass Without a Trace, you undo the, uh, the, the net from one side, you scurry away along the branch and a couple of twigs are breaking off, but you can barely hear them. You undo the net on the other side. After a moment, you're pretty sure it's gone. You place it up in your uh, in your bag. It seemed to have gone the way that you'd come from. You climb down and get on the horse, and you start uh, quietly trotting away in the uh, in the opposite direction, the direction you were going. There's only about a minute or so passes before the path that you're on suddenly stops. It stops at a thicket of very thick, dis uh, decayed, broken branches and trees, dead wooden trees. It seems like they have been here always, but you're pretty sure that this is the path that you were taking in the first place. This is a path that has been blocked off by branches and trees, it seems, but not piled up. Check for illusion, redial. I will check for illusion for you. This is going to be an in investigation check, which is a plus three for you. A 19. With a 19, you step forwards and wondering, these trees shouldn't be here. They haven't been piled up, but they're not. It seems like they're trying to grow out of the path, but it doesn't. something doesn't seem right about this. With your proficiency in, in uh, with your favoured terrain being forest, something about the way that these trees are growing out of this path doesn't seem right. You look real close and you realise some of these branches are kind of overlapping each other. And I don't mean on top of one another, I mean like they're, they're clipping through one another like a, 
a badly CGI'd um, uh, forest. As soon as you come to that realization, you see that the trees in front of you blocking the path start start to sort of fade and go a little translucent, a little grey. And you can see through the illusion, realizing yes, these trees are indeed an illusion. There is a there is about a fifteen foot cube of illusory trees blocking your path. What do you want to do? Can we just walk through it? You absolutely can, yeah. Stomp through them. You um you walk over to the trees, you push the, the horse forwards. The horse has not realized it's an illusion, so the horse is you're having to in fact, I'll have to make an animal handling check to see if you can force the horse, horse to just walk into this thick, thick bramble. Uh, with your animal handling check, that was an 11, plus your animal handling of 5, 16, that's enough. With a 16, you manage to convince this horse to walk forwards against its will because it's um, thinking that it's walking into brambles, but as soon as it starts to step forwards, it realises there's nothing there to it, and as soon as you realise there's nothing there, the illusion becomes illusory for you. He, uh, the horse seems to realise and walk through and then you hear this <laughs> spoil spot from nearby in the trees you look over that way and <laughs> flittering down towards you a tiny foot sized uh, a, f- a foot tall uh, fairy creature that you've seen once in your dreams before with um, with, with matted hair over the face and little uh, fairy sprite like wings uh, it is not the little shit this seems to be Exilia um, a tiny little um, uh, fairy that that gave you the beetle in the uh, in one of your dreams, and she says, "You didn't even run from it. It's, it's just, you're so boring." What do you say? You say, "I don't run." You say, <laughs> "It was obvious." What do you want? He says, "Well, I wanted some fun, but whatever." Well, the gorilla monster might be more fun for you to play with, and she says. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, I would get out of here though if you uh, if you don't want to play with it, because uh, it'll probably come back. <laughs> Look, we just killed a dragon. Are we gonna run from an ip? <laughs> well, I thought you would, so I'll gonna have to up my up my uh, opportunity next uh, up up my challenge next time, I suppose. Did you send it? She said, send it? I made it. And she just sort of waves her hand and right next to you appears that same gorilla towering over you. It screams at you. And starts slamming the ground. And as you can hear the ground slamming, you realise you can't feel the ground slamming. The entire time that it was running towards you and thump, 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 all the times that I was rolling perception, it was to see if you could tell that the ground wasn't actually... uh, uh, wasn't actually um, uh, shaking. The gorilla, as well as the trees, were, was an illusion. You're not fun, Apis. Could it be that I said you'd be fun? Do we have a free jar or <laughs> I want to catch it. So it's quite impressive. You're, you're good at this. Oh, thank you. Can you... Um, Leave it next to... Oh, by the way, when when it appeared next to you, yeah, the horse definitely freaked the fuck out and said, whoosh, it whoosh, said, reared up behind you, whoosh, uh, f- fell down off of the back of the horse. Um, actually, yeah, that one. Yeah, you definitely fell off the horse. Wham! You slammed onto your back and the horse started bolting into the uh, into the, the, the dead, fro- uh, dead forest. She goes, oh, well, at least it scared somebody. 
you you climb to your feet. Did that merry gentleman send you? And she says, yes. Some people call him that. Oh god, now we've lost the horse. Magic rope the horse, you get to your feet, you quickly, oh, for god's sake, and you grab your magic rope out and you extend it out and you, you use the elven wood for catch and it whips out towards the horse. Nat 20, the horse managed to evade the uh, the capturer from the rope and sets off into the uh, the forest further. It is now out of the range of your uh, rope and you're going to have to hunt that horse down if you want it. Do you mind? We just bought that. She says. <laughs> That's what makes it even funnier, I suppose. Well, you better go get me that horse back. <laughs> or else what? Tell your master he's cost me a horse. Tell him yourself. He's waiting for you. He set off chasing after the horse. You uh, you set off walking after the in the direction of the horse, um, and she catches up with you. You you sort of at, at a bit of a jog, trying to go in the direction the horse went, and she sets off after you with the gorilla coming after. And you're like, "Could you leave that behind, please? I'm trying to get the horse back." And she says, "Oh, oh, is this scaring the horse? I didn't realize." And then one last time, uh, she 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 turns to him and says, "You can go now." And then it rears back and goes and roars and you can hear some some insects and things start to scuttle away there's other creatures in this forest that disappear at the sound of it and the horse you can hear it take off into a proper gallop now and through the trees and it's smashing into trees and snapping twigs and branches and then just as it roars it disappears in like uh, green glitter I didn't even vote for the horse all three times, but now I feel responsible for it. So screw the merry gentleman, I want the horse. <laughs> can we trick the sprite into finding it for us by saying she wouldn't be able to? Uh, you can try. Let's uh, let's make a um, uh, a reverse psychology check. Uh, you're not proficient in reverse psychology, so this is just straight charisma, uh, and that is an eleven. So twelve total. Twelve total reverse psychology. Let's see if she, uh, let's roll an insight check on her part. See if she falls for the reverse psychology. Seventeen. Uh, she beat your twelve, so she um, she uh, she doesn't fall for it. And you say, "Look, I bet you couldn't even catch that horse if you tried." And she says, "Yeah, no, you're probably right." And then she kind of just like lies back, and she's just flying like upside, down, like doing um, backstroke in a pool. But her wings are beneath her, keeping her up as she's flying backwards uh, and, and uh, lying down next to you as you as you are jogging through the trees after the horse. Would the horse be super... Yeah, we dropped the concentration. Did you drop concentration? You've got pass without a trace up. Uh, when you landed on your back off the horse, you managed to concentrate on it. You can choose to you can choose to um, drop concentration on the horse uh, on the pass without a trace if you want, but the horse is now out of your 30-foot range, so the horse is no longer getting the, bon the stealth bonus, and you can definitely keep following where it's going. It's definitely leaving a trail. Are we uh, close to a portal to the Feywild? And at that, she kind of sits right upright and um, and says, "What are you asking me for?" She seems um, frustrated. Look, maybe I won't even go to your master after this nonsense. We cast protection on the horses that not grant any benefits from that from the illusion. Um, it did, but it doesn't get us. It does. It doesn't have to make a saving throw. It's not an attack against the horse, and it wasn't magically frightened. It was just frightened by the noise. It was just naturally frightened. So it didn't get any like saves that it would have had advantage on. 
I said I prefer Bobby, he seemed lazier than this one. <laughs> Lighter torch to make tracking easier? Could do if you want. I mean, Apis is very capable of tracking. Um, you've you've got uh, plus nine to your no plus eight to your survival, so you've got a plus eight tracking, and you have advantage, I think, in in your favor terrain or something like that. So, this horse is not trying to not leave tracks; it is galloping through a broken down forest, so it's snapping off trees left, uh, snapping off twigs and things left, right, and center. It's definitely leaving a very clear trail. The more important thing is not finding it, but finding it before it hurts itself. Look, are you done amusing yourself? Can we get to why you're here now? She says, Oh, uh, I thought that was clear. Um, Kurapira wants to speak with you, and you've been keeping him waiting for a while. Uh, time works differently where we're from, so... Sometimes when you leave it a few days, it's been a few weeks for us. So maybe get on with it? He, he basically just wants to know what he has to do to, uh, to get you home. He's already given you a way to find him. He's given you incentive... He doesn't like being kept waiting. Oh, that little beetle of yours. Yeah, it's very handy, thank you. Oh, so you do remember it. Your costly schemes are making traveling to your master very unappealing. <laughs> she disappears in a, a cloud of green glitter and then poof, reappears on the other side of you. But it's fun. Look, my horse is going to come up lame at this rate, and your master will have to wait longer because you scared it. Oh, uh, that's not how he'll see it. He'll see that you weren't uh, capable of keeping a hold of a horse. How are you going to traverse the plains and save the world if you can't even control a single horse? Why can't he come here? <sighs> well, maybe you'd have to ask him. Things are complicated when you... Poof, and she disappears and re reappears. Poof travel through the plains. What do you mean home and, and what incentive? Well, get you to where you need to be. You stop pissing about and distracting with imaginary monsters, so we're, we're a bit busy, okay? Okay. You uh, you ignore her as she's uh, she just kind of floats alongside you for a little bit longer, um, and eventually you manage to find where the horse is. Uh, the horse has gotten injured in the way. I'm going to see how injured. Um... The horse is uh, not looking too great. It's taken a lot of scratches to the body, most of which are superficial, but it's also definitely got, taken some damage to its um, to its ankles, uh, like tri tripping over things and running into stuff. Um, it'll survive, but uh, it's it's not in tip-top shape. Kill wounds on the horse. Yes or no? Thumbs up, in the, thumbs up, thumbs down in the chat. Do you want to cast Cure Wounds on the horse at level 1? That should heal most of its superficial wounds. Yeah, most people saying yes there. Did we get your net back? You did. Yes, you did. You catch up to the horse. You uh, you cure wounds on it. You 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 tuck down into where um, where you uh, um, felt your pool of magic coming from. Your connection to Flon and Shale, goddess of healing. And as you run your hands over the horse, just keeping it calm and quiet. Um, you can feel that as you're running your hands over the the cuts, they are they are left. Um, healed as your hand comes out the other side of it this is why chat this is why i didn't want a horse they're a major resource sink <laughs> but you can get get around pretty quickly though <laughs> i'm sorry buddy i hope this helps you calm the horse down it feels a lot better once you've uh, finished uh, your kill wounds on it is there a way to bond with the horse so it's uh, so 
so it sounds its way back on its own. Uh, I mean, over time, yeah. You've only had it for half a day. She, um, uh, this this fairy uh, uh, flits around you and says, well, you got the horse back. She looks at you sort of expectantly. Look, if you don't mind, I need to rest now, okay? So, can you leave me alone for a night? Maybe then I'll have the energy to actually visit your master. Yes. Okay. I'll tell him that you're uh, on your way then. And then, poof, she disappears in a greenish smoke again. You wait for her to come back and she doesn't. Uh, Mel's with you, yeah. Mel is always with you. You, um, uh, you set up your hammock again? Tie up the horse again? Go to sleep again? Just randomly stab out into space, just in case she's there and invisible. Bedroll on the ground, forget the hammock. Alright, so you just you just get the bedroll out, uh, you, you lay it on the ground, you start to go to sleep. Uh, you're woken a couple of times in the night by, like, um, itching and uh, insects crawling on you, and you kind of dust them off, try and roll over, go back to sleep. It's kind of creep, creeps you out a little bit to be just surrounded by so many, like, termites and wood lice and stuff. Um, but you are tired enough that with that um with that whole interlude you your short rest your long rest needed to be uh, to be gotten again but eventually you finish your long rest it's a little later into the morning than you than you're used to waking up but you have a long rest you regain your your expended spell slots uh you regain one of your hit dice if you'd spent one but you hadn't so you're fine uh, i believe you are back to good um the morning has uh, has risen you have your horse you can make it to Shadridge. What do you want to do? Alright, so you set off towards Shadridge. You make it there by uh, about noon um, on horseback. It's a relatively short ride. You make it all the way to uh, Shadridge, and as you come into Shadridge, the entire place is on fire. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's not on fire. It was on fire several days ago. It's now ash. Um, the entire place is exactly as you left it uh <laughs> people here are doing their business going about their daily lives um it's not it's not on fire it's not burned down uh, nothing uh, outwardly seems like it's um uh s s s swear to god nothing outwardly seems to have uh, happened to shadridge in your time being uh, gone from the place you make your way to Edith's place, uh, you, you hitch your horse outside of uh, Edith's shop, people in the streets kind of acknowledge that you're there um, and uh, sort of cordially say hello to you and stuff. Um, and then you walk into Edith's shop, tring! You, um, you see that there is, a, uh, there is a young woman there you recognise as Toria, a, um, an acquaintance of yours who came to Shadridge in order to uh, study the art of making mead. Um, but has since instead been studying the art of making potions. Satoria's here uh, making potions. She acknowledges when you enter. She says, Apis, it's um, it's good to see you again. Uh, I, I didn't expect you. Um, Edith, Apis is here. You say, morning, Toria. Uh, how you been? And she uh, she gives you sort of general, general um, small talk, uh, general chit-chat. Uh, she's been fine there's nothing she, she doesn't report anything particular going on in Shadridge at the moment you uh, eventually hear some um, some scraping and and, uh, and moving of various things and opening the the door to the back room uh, out comes out comes Edith uh, a doddery old lady who's um, potion 
potion maker and um, alchemist. She looks a lot stronger now than when you last saw her. It seems like she's gotten back her, her usual strength. Obviously, she's still uh, relatively frail given her age, but um, she's uh, looks a lot more lively. Looks like she's got um, several years left in her, probably. See, uh, I've got something special for you, Edith. She says, oh yes, what was that? Well, uh, I had the opportunity to um, to collect some uh, some blood. She says, oh, manticore, no? Say, no, not manticore this time. I thought you might be able to make something of this. And you hand out the uh, the vial of uh, dragon blood. She says, okay. See, firstly, uh, sorry that uh, I didn't get as preserved as early as I should have. I'm not sure. It was probably um, I wasn't able to get back here as quickly as soon as I um, as I would have liked. But eventually, um, uh, yesterday morning, I had uh, I had a wizard of sorts do a little preservation on it. So hopefully, it's it's good um, uh, to use. She says, "Oh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine, love. Uh, thank you very much for for bringing me it. Um, see if I can work out what this is, then, eh? Let's see if she can." She has mm -mm -mm. oh no, she's not doing uh, her best job today. Her uh, ideas are elsewhere. She had advantage and rolled a three on both. Hmm. So it's um, it's got flecks of something. It started to coagulate, but I'd say that this is the blood of what's the flecks of things in there? Is it um? Some sort of some sort of giant snake. See, uh, not too far wrong. And you turn around and show the the dragon on the back of the cloak. She says, "Is this dragon blood?" You see, it is green dragon blood, particularly. Well, I never. See, yeah, uh, it starts from um, a young dragon called Lucifreak that attacked uh, the town of uh, Fondurg to the south here. Is that right? We heard rumours that um, Fondurg had been attacked by something, um, but there were there were just that, just rumours. That's uh, that's something else. Is that, isn't it? And she uh, she takes a good close look at it now. Wow. Well, that'll fetch you a pre pretty penny, won't it? And she hands it back to you. Hey, it was quite the hassle dealing with him. Let me tell you. <laughs> you say no, no, no. It's it's for you, Edith. And you hand it to her. What do you mean? It's for you. Keep it as a gift. Oh, why would you? No, no, no. You've. You know, I'll, let me get you something for it, though. Um, uh, Toria, you were working on some uh, potions, weren't you? Have, you? have you still got any potions of healing on you? You say, I, I've got one. Um, you say, oh, well, Toria's got Toria, you can get him another one, can't you? Toria says, uh, yeah, I've, I've been working on something. Uh, she's been practicing for a while now. Let's uh, let's see how good she is at making this potion. How good is these potions? She's made? <laughs> With advantage, she got a double seven. So uh, below average, but she does have um, she does have modifiers to add to that. So around about average. She uh, she gets she goes and gets you a single potion of light healing, and uh, and she gives you that in exchange for um, of this uh, vial of dragon blood. I will add your potion you say oh well thank you very much for that it was unnecessary it was a gift you didn't need to and she says well you know good good turn one good turn deserves another um thank you you thank you for for thinking of me apis love you you're such a, a such a a sweet um gent gentle person um 
she tottles off uh, to to like behind her desk and she brings out like a, a test tube holder situation places the vial down in that and then she goes off to into the back room and comes starts coming back through with like bunsen burner and equipment and things she's going to start working on this uh, this vial of dragon blood immediately see see if she can uh, See if she can salvage any of it um, as useful materials. Has the uh, mead at the pub gotten any better? And Tori says, well, I, I, I hope so. It, it's still my first, uh, well, my second batch, um, but I'm, I think I'm, get, I'm getting the hang of it. They say that it's better than Gretchen's swill. <laughs> no, that was their words, not mine. <laughs> get some more vials. Yeah, you can get some empty vials if you guys want. Do you um do you have any uh, anything else that you can sell us uh, that's any use? Um, Edith she says, "Oh well, you're welcome to have a look around, dear." Um, so you have a look around, and as before, she's got um, the usual stuff. She is a uh, tiny frontier town alchemist, so she doesn't have access to a hell of a lot of uh, magical stuff. But she does have a couple more uh, potions of healing. If you want them, you can buy them. Um, Generally speaking, she'll be selling them for a slightly more wholesale uh, price than retail, because although they do make them, it takes them quite a bit of uh, coin to do it. It'll be more than if you'd bought it straight from the elves or something, for instance. Uh, she's got some Prinsalve, which you've used before. It's it's good for avoiding uh, or for healing lingering injuries like broken ribs and things. Um, what else would she have? Uh, she's probably got uh, a potion of climbing, maybe a potion of comprehension or something. It's you can you can have a look around, and if there's a potion that you particularly want as Apis, I will uh, I will see if I'll roll to see if she has one. She doesn't have anything of like rare or rarer. She would have potions of uncommon at most. She'd also have several books and herbalism kits and vials and things that you can buy. Anything that would heal a horse well? She says, oh. I well, most of the healing potions that you can get heal uh, animals as well as people. Um, you could you could heal a horse with a potion of healing if you can get it to drink it. Uh, potions of healing do have some effect if you apply them directly to wounds, but it's uh, much more effective if you can get the horse to imbibe the potion. Potion of please, Rob, don't kill the horse. <laughs> I'm not going to just straight up kill the horse without you there to do something to prevent it. Don't worry. Some empty vials, healing potion. Sal from the El Elven Villages. Cute new hat. What do we want? To do we want to buy something from her or not? Yes. Yes or no? The salve will be cheaper in the Elven Towns. All of your potions will generally be cheaper if you get them from the source, which is where you're going. You're going to the Elven Towns to buy, uh, to, to get your cloak back. So if you want to buy potions, it'd be it'd save you some money to buy them from the source. Apis has a brewery kit. You do have a brewery kit. You own a brewery kit. You don't have one on you. You left it with Toria, this lady in the shop with you. Um, she has been using it to make mead. Vials and one more potion of healing. Yeah. All right. So you buy some vials. Uh, I'll say it's, I mean, if you're buying, I mean, glassware, relatively difficult to make in this day and age. Uh, I will say that a vial is a silver piece. So how many vials do you want, given that uh, she'll sell you them for one silver piece per vial? Can we get a few empty vials? I'm all out in case we come across something of intrigue like blood and things. I, I would use the ones from the potions we've been drinking, but as you mentioned last time, um, she says, yeah, contamination, uh, as she's setting up like this um, uh, very small sort of candle-sized Bunsen burner thing. Two, five, four, five, three, five, four, five, five. All right, most people say in five. We'll get five empty vials. All right, we will go five empty vials. Bing. We, we grab the uh, the vials from her and we're kind of like stuffing them down the sides of bags and she's like you're going to be careful with those love they might break if you're not if you you've got pretty uh 
Looks like your bag's sort of straining at the seams there. Oh yes, remove the blood, thank you. So, uh, you've got some empty vials. You have learned that there's nothing going on in Shadridge that is um, a major concern. Uh, you ask her about Sally and she says Sally hasn't returned. Um, there's been no talk of her. Uh, Franklin seems to be over her and uh, moving on with his life, which is good. Um, he, uh, the, the knights are still recovering from their loss. Uh, Oliver is being trained up as a knight and is doing a very good job. Morn has got his blacksmith shop up and running and is um, doing a very good job of that as well. Everybody's just kind of doing their thing. Uh, uh, frontier town still growing. Everybody's working like every hour God sends to try and make this um, to try and make this this town a viable place to live. I really think we should offload some money, perhaps some to the stash, some to the bank, keep some in that quiver. It's way harder to lose it all in one go. That's a good point. You are now in Shadridge, and the uh, stashed 49 gold pieces that you can see down there on your purse, um, that is in a uh, in a secure place in the woods nearby Shadridge. So if you wanted to resupply or to uh, to put to put some of your um, some of your found Lucifreet gold in the um, in the in your riverbank stash, you can do so. Check on Franklin. Ask the beetle for the closest plane. Uh, do you want another potion of light healing? Uh, thumbs up if you want to buy another potion. Thumbs down if you don't. Um, at this place, because you're a friend of Edith's, she doesn't want to lose money, but she can give you a bit of a friend's rate. I will say she will give you it for... She will offer them for sale for you for 38 gold. No, sorry. 33 gold. 33 gold for a potion of light healing. Cut to the merry gentleman tapping his foot in annoyance. As uh, enough sort of yeses and nos, let me put put it to a one minute poll real quick. Buy another potion. Uh, yes or no? Um, you say no, no. I, I think I'll um, I think I'll leave the potions for now, and you uh, you. You'd probably get it for a lot cheaper uh, from the elves anyway. Tori's with the light healing, yes, because she's still learning. Yeah, yeah, she's only able to do uh, potions of light healing. Learning how to make potions could be very lucrative. Yes, if you want to spend the time doing it, it's a it's a very intensive process. And if you want to know my rules on potion making, you can find them on my Patreon. Hashtag shameless plug. Should find something to do with that boar tusk. It's taking up a lot of f space for a souvenir. Yeah, and a crow feather. A crow feather and a boar tusk taking up a bit of space in your inventory. So what do you want to do then? You're not buying another potion. You've got some uh, empty vials. You've got some extra gold weighing you down. We have a herbalism kit. Ask Edith if there's anything that she can make with them. Uh, you say, just out of curiosity, is there anything that you can make with a... a, a Dragon boar tusk, a dragon boar. Yeah, the dragon in the south. He he had um, an affinity for sleeping with animals and increasing his like offspring. He was trying to build an army of of half dragon offspring, um, and uh, the the boar tusk um, uh, I got from the giant boar that I slid, and then I also got this crow feather from a giant crow dragon thing. Anything you could do with them. And she says, "Oh, I, I mean, the I'd, I'd say probably put them on display at the um, 
at the menagerie uh, uh ultimas would be pretty proud of you for slaying so many fantastical beasts i imagine give them to menagerie if they can't be used she says i i mean i i could possibly make something from them but i'm not sure what right now off the top of my head um maybe if we encase them in amber to preserve them as trophies before putting them in ultimas as altar yeah you could do that the the tusk itself once you've um once you've hollowed it out which you would have as a hunter you would have done that in your downtime um the tusk itself will doesn't need to be preserved it's just it'll just be but the feather definitely will degrade over time grind them into dust make potions of strength that is a potential possibility well it seems like you've guys got you guys have got a lot of ideas as to what you might want to do with this tusk this tusk and this feather uh, Edith does not have any ideas what she could do with it. Um, she says she'll think about it, and if she thinks of something, she'll let you know. Um, but for now, you'll keep a hold of them. Maybe you'll um, give them to the uh, the elves if, if they've got something to do with them. Uh, otherwise, you'll give them to the menagerie or something, perhaps. So is there anything else you want from Edith or the potion shop uh, while you are here? Is there any more chit-chat you want? Um, any any extra role play otherwise we will move you on to go and visit franklin because i know a few people want to visit franklin move on all right so you leave edith's shop you uh, you'd leave your horse hitched up outside because it's only a couple doors down to franklin's bakery uh franklin is uh the only person in shadridge whom you when we started the campaign would have considered a friend um apis is a little slow to trust a little slow to make friends um, it's up to you guys whether you would now consider Toria a friend or Briar or whatever, but Franklin is uh, is sort of your older friend in the um, in the town. Uh, you pop into his bakery. It is lunchtime, so there is quite a rush going on at the moment. There are people from all over. Uh, let's say that you uh, ask, you, uh, as you're telling Edith that you better leave, um, you're going to go visit Franklin. She says, oh, we were, I was just about to send Toria over for our lunch. Would, would you mind bringing us a couple of sandwiches back? I'll get you some coins, dear. And she gives you a few silver to go and grab them some, um, uh, some, some lunch. Uh, so you pop in and you stand in line and Franklin's busy, busy, busy with him doing his work, making sandwiches, cutting things, doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, he's handing them over, wrapping them in paper, getting the money. Uh, it's it, you, you get right up to the next person in line before he even recognises you, that you're there. You say, where's my birthday cake? He says, was I meant to make a cake? I'm sorry, I didn't... Oh, Apis! <laughs> Cheeky monkey, I didn't... Um, uh, happy birthday! Uh, you weren't here, were you? I... I... I was going to make you a cake, and then I didn't know when you'd be back, so uh, you're always coming in and out, and dropping in and disappearing again for time. Uh, how are you doing, bud? Can I get you anything? Um, and starts cutting up some bread as he's talking to you. Uh, hey, uh, some lunch for myself, uh, uh, Edith and Toria, please. Uh, some sandwich. And she goes, oh, same for Edith and Toria. So I, I don't know what they like, but yeah, if they've got a usual, then... Um, he goes, yeah, yeah, they've got a usual, they like, um, they like ham sandwiches for the most part, and starts to cut up some thick bread and make some sandwiches while he's talking to you. You, uh, you look a lot better, he says, I thank you, I'm feeling a lot better too. Um, I, it's, been, it's been a good month so far. I, so, yeah, sorry that I wasn't in, I was uh, busy killing dragon, <sighs> harassing Fondog, and you turn around with the, showing the cloak, and the other people in the line are like, did you really kill a dragon? <laughs> I did. I killed a dragon in Fondug. I also wrestled with a god and beat him. So, you know, there's that as well. <laughs> um, 
you, uh, you 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 chat with him. You catch him up a little bit about the the stuff that was happening. Um, there's a bunch of people in the line with you that uh, seemingly are very interested in your stories. We bra- brag too much. Seems like it. You guys have you guys have made that choice over several interactions now to uh, to brag about certain things. So it make, makes sense. So you um you you talk about the dragon and the stuff you went through and it takes him a while to finish your order because he's so fascinated with your story and he's like asking you questions and stuff and then remembering he's meant to be cutting up some ham to put in this sandwich um eventually he hands over your your wrapped parcels and you get the money from it for it from uh, from edith uh hands over the change and and says um well, if you're still around, um, if you're still around later, uh, once the lunch rush is done, you pop back in again. I uh, want to uh, speak to you some more, I guess. Uh, it seems we've got lots to catch up on. Um, and you leave to uh, take the lunch back to um, to to Edith and Toria. You hand them their lunch. You sit with them and eat uh, eat your sandwich with them. Um, it's afternoon. What do you want to do? You've caught up with uh, with Edith and. Uh, Franklin, you want to catch up with the mayor? Uh, you do so. <laughs> when you visit Edith for the lunch, you're like, did I tell you that I fought a god? <laughs> Cut to, you're at the mayor's house. Um, yeah, I remember his voice. He had a sort of Australian thing going. What was his name, though? What was the mayor's name? Mayor of Shadridge. I could look it up. Jackson, the mayor of Shadridge, a deep, deep Australian sort of voice, middle-aged human man, dark skin. Um, you go to his place and um, he goes, uh, Apis, uh, it's good to see you, mate. How, how you been? <laughs> um, oh, I've been all right, thanks, Jackson. Um, just wanted to, to let you know I've, I'm popping back through. I've been to Fondurg, fought a dragon. <laughs> let him know. He says, so that was true then, the rumours. Um, we were... we. We uh, unfortunately didn't have any um, any. We didn't have enough uh, knights of our own, obviously, to send any help. But we heard that there was something going on. Um, I did hear that it was a dragon, but uh, I tried not to. I tried not to sp- spread the rumor too much. It was a bit um, obviously. There's easy to uh, easy to spread panic if you uh, start spreading un- unconfirmed rumors and things. Tell me all about it. Can I get you anything to drink? Drink, eat? You're like, oh, I'll have a, a drink, but I've just finished my lunch. <clears throat> Cut to like an hour later. You've you've been chatting with the mayor for a bit. You've um, you've caught him up to date on all of the stories so far. Um, he tells you that uh, there's been no sign um, from Sally um, since. <clears throat> just need to check something real quick. Uh, he tells you. Um, no sign from Sally since she left, um, although Franklin did come to me, um, and this is between you and me, of course. I'm just telling you because you were so heavily involved with this in the first place. Um, I feel like it's only fair you know. Franklin did come to me uh, about a week or so after she left um, and told me that she did pop back into town the day after. Um, she came by his place <clears throat> and begged and pleaded with him to understand um, that it was all that it wasn't what people were saying about her and she just needed her books back and uh, he said that he in a moment of uh, weakness he kind of regretted it since but in a moment of weakness he did go and get some of her books back for her from the uh, library and gave them gave her them back um, uh, and he 
well, from what he tells me anyway, he made her promise that she wouldn't ever come back. Um, he said he didn't want to see her anymore and she left and he hasn't seen her since apparently and we haven't seen her since either which uh, which books did he get her? He, says, uh, he can't remember the name of it it was all kind of a haze to him apparently he's, he's not even sure why he did it he kind of regretted it almost immediately apparently is there anything left that she didn't take? oh she, she didn't take most of it <clears throat> all of the books that you would have seen uh, were books that remain I think um, it was just like two or three books, I think he said. Seems kind of like she charmed him. Oh, you think like with magic? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah, I suppose it is possible. Do you know if she can do that? I I don't know. I imagine that she can. I mean, she's got ways with raising people from the dead and stealing their shadows and things, so she can probably charm a person to do her bidding. Yeah. Well, she could have just charmed him with a feminine wiles. I mean, Franklin's not always been good with the ladies, so um, not. I mean, I didn't. I don't mean that by any offence by that. Obviously, like, it, I just mean that he hasn't had great track record with um, with dates and things. So, and there's very slim pickings in in Shadridge. So, she could have just offered him things that he isn't getting elsewhere. Can we go look to see if we remember what's missing? You can if you want. Yeah. Uh, go and search a house for clues you can do if you want yeah you have done that before just in case people are relatively new to twitch tales um this is the continuation of something that had already happened in the story before um you have kicked her out of town she ran away and escaped um and then you then you you and the fellow knights of kavosna um studied her house and like looked for clues and things already so there's not a great deal you'll be able to find if anything um after so much time has passed since then. There was someone there taking inventory of the books. They might know what book's missing. Well remembered, Creative Garden. I was wondering if anybody would remember that. Um, yes, uh, uh, Felicity said that she was going to be taking inventory of all of the books there. So, um, what do you want to do? You have... You have sl potentially another slight lead on, um, on the whole uh, Sally situation. She's taken a couple of books from her inventory uh, you could explore that you could go into um, into the, the forest and and deal with your stashed gold you could head to the four sisters where do you guys want to go you need to give me an idea of what you uh, you could also stay here in Shadridge there's plenty of people here that you could talk to and things you could do she hasn't returned in a, a long while apparently that was the last that, the, that anyone in the town has said that they've seen her we are jingling. Not exactly jingling. Alright, so cut a long story short. Uh, it is mid-afternoon. You have arrived at your um, at your riverbank. You've gone a short walk into the um, the, the Great Expanse, as it's known, uh, this particular area of forest. You've gone into the Shadridge Forest. You've tracked down your riverbank uh, at the fork of two um, tributaries. Uh, you've reached in and pulled out the mossy plug that's in the bottom of like a very large um, uh, boulder at the side of the thing you've pulled out a mossy plug and reached in and got a soft leather uh, fold up with 49 gold pieces in there still no issues with it uh, there's a couple of worms and uh, insects around but nothing has uh, has found or taken it how much how much gold are you going to leave here 
That's the question. How much gold do you have again? Roughly 1830 gold minus the 80 from this. Uh, I think there was minus something else as well. Five gold from something else. You took five out of the pouch. So minus 85, I want to say. Uh, so you've got roughly, let's see, you've got, let's say exactly, 713 gold. 713 gold, a bunch of silver, and some platinum as well. You've got 102 platinum pieces, 713 gold pieces, 156 silver pieces. 102 platinum, 713 gold, uh, and 156 silver. How much of that are you going to stash here in your riverbank where it's safe? You shouldn't stash it all in this one place. If somebody finds it, then it's a huge chunk of our fortune gone. Make at least one or two other stashes. Um, it is possible that someone could find it, but you have been stashing gold here for a long time and nobody's found it. It is a very secure... Like, you're in a relatively uh, out in the... You're in a relatively geographically secluded forest in the very northwestern tip of this island. The only civilization that you know to be nearby is uh, Shadridge and the elves. Um, they would have to know that it's here in order to find it. Of course, with magic, somebody could cast, like, find object, locate object, and just think about gold. And if they happen to be in the radius, they'd be like, oh, shit, there's 500 gold in this rock. But it's very unlikely that anybody will just happen across this and, and steal it from you. The, the gold you, you put here is almost, almost guaranteed to be safe. Um, the only downside is that it's here. So if you ever go south to Shafgushal or whatever, you don't have the gold until you can get back here. Um, all right, Paul, you have 102 platinum pieces. For anyone who doesn't know, that uh, each platinum piece is 10 gold. So you have 1,020 gold pieces worth of platinum. How much of it do you want to stash here? Stashing your gold here is free, but it is in one location and has the risk of being found, however small that risk is. Stashing it at an official bank, they charge a fee, but you can access that money from anywhere else that has a bank. All right, 39% wanted to stash 50 platinum, 21% uh, wanted to stash 100, so I'm just going to split the difference and we're going to... Oh, but not many people wanted to stash 75. Uh, fuck it, I'm going to I'm going to cut to the chase because this is just going to be boring otherwise. We're going to stash 60, go 60 of the platinum here. Um, we're going to go into 60 platinum stashed. You're going to keep 42 platinum on you. Stash 69 platinum for the funny number. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely 69 platinum. We're going to stash 69 platinum. Nice. Uh, and we're going to keep 33 platinum on us. <laughs> Just because there's a nice, nice number. All right, gold. How much gold do we want? Uh, we have 713 gold on us. Plus the 49 that's already stashed here. So to make it simple, I'm going to add that 49 to make it 762. We have 762 gold total. 762. How much of that do we want to stash? Stash at minimum 420. <laughs> we should we should stash 69 platinum and 420 gold. <laughs> Keep just a bunch of gold on us just for the memes. Just for the lols. All right, with 42% of the vote wanting to stash 200 and 24% wanting to stash 600, 
we are closer to the 200 than the 600 so we're going to we're going to stash about 300 of it seems about right because halfway would be 400 but we're closer to the 200 so 350 we're going to stash 350 gold leaving behind 300 uh, no 413 in our pocket 413 gold in our pocket uh, then we are going to say of the silver we have 165 silver on us do we want to stash any of the silver here all right uh 46 saying don't keep any of it on you uh don't 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 start any of it here uh, 120 saying uh well 39 percent of people saying start almost all of it here <laughs> so it's very hard for me to come to a conclusion with that so i'm just going to put it to a uh, another poll just straight away i can't like i can't average that out stash silver question mark Either keep it all on us or uh, store 120. Those were the two leading votes. Which one's it going to be? The reason that I'm making this such a big deal, by the way, guys, for anyone who is relatively new, is that it's not a guarantee that you just manage to keep your gold on you. In my games, there are muggers, there are people who will pickpocket, there are people that will steal from you. So having money on you is a risk. Uh, depending on where you are and what's the circumstances, of course, you are in a living world. So there is a very real chance that you could get mugged and lose everything. In fact, Apis has been mugged and lost everything before in this very campaign. So it is important to know where uh, where you where you are keeping your money. Are you keeping it all on your person? Or are you keeping it in a bank? Or are you keeping it stashed somewhere? All right, with 52% of the vote, we're deciding to keep to stash none of the silver and keep all 165 silver on us. All right, that has concluded what we've got so uh, i will adjust this in time when i have uh, a when i have a, a an app that can control the numbers and has a space for platinum pieces you are carrying 33 platinum 413 gold and 165 silver and eight copper so you're carrying a lot of money gold and platinum down your boot silver jangling in your coin purse are banks guaranteed to have no robberies? Nope, but they're much more—they're much more safe than just storing it in your in your mattress or whatever. Plus, they'll give you some sort of uh, insurance against being robbed. Keep about fifteen to twenty gold in our purse. Keep the rest in our quiver where it's hidden. Yep. Yeah. Okie dokie. So that said, you are finished with your uh, your bank, your river bank. Um, is there anything else you want to do? I want to get to a point where I know where you're heading next. So is there anything else you want to do in Shadridge or are you heading for the, the Four Sisters? Do you want to go to the Menagerie? Do you want to go to the Tanner or the whoever else? Do you want to restock anything, any supplies at the general store? You want to find Mosh? All right. <laughs> so you ask around for Mosh now. You go back into the town proper. You ask around for Mosh. Um, you hear uh, from some of the locals, that Mosh has not been seen for a while. He was not feeling himself, he was feeling a bit sick, um, and that he was last seen working on the um, on the Colton's farm. He was feeling a little sick, and, uh, and then maybe like just over a week ago, he, uh, he sort of, he, he, he stopped coming into town. So you head to the Coltons. It's now getting late into the evening, uh, late into the afternoon, early evening, um, and you ask Mary Colton uh, 
where Mosha's and she says, "Oh yeah, he's he's um, he's he's working in the um, uh, he's working in the in the barn, but he's uh, he's not feeling up to visitors and things at the moment." Wasn't the full moon a week ago? Yes, it was. You say, "Do you think he'd see me though?" And she says, "I uh, I think I think he'd rather uh, I I think he'd rather you leave him for a few more days. He's he's been sick the last uh, the last week and a bit and." doesn't really feel up to visitors. What do you want to do? Apparently he's not up to visitors. You can ignore that and go and see him anyway. You know he's apparently in the barn. Been sick since the full moon. For anyone who's joining us, Mosh uh, is a an acquaintance of Apis's uh, who is a weirfox. Apis knows this. Um, it is not common knowledge among the town of Shadridge, though. Uh, Mosh wanted to keep that a secret. He... Um, was not proud of it, and uh, and usually towns, once they find out, will chase him out and uh, and hunt him down and things. There, it's not it's not the the best thing to have a weird person in your um, in your midst. You say, have you um, have you visited him? Because uh, if it's about a personal issue, I already know. says what do you already know uh, I'm going to roll you an insight check real quick mm, that's kind of a two but it was kind of cocked it was definitely cocked right that was definitely a two though <laughs> Fucking hell. I can't even help people out I, ju I give you I give people I give people the like the sneaky the sneaky uh DM ability of being like, no, nah, just roll that again. <laughs> just just roll that again. Um, <laughs> and then they just rolled <laughs> really badly again. It just proves it was a two. Uh, so you do not read anything on her face, but she says, what What do you mean? You can horse through that if you want, if you really want to re-roll the insight check. Put a thumbs up if you want to use your uh, once per day re-roll ability from your lucky horse through to re-roll that. Put a thumbs down if you don't. It comes back on a on dawn, at dawn. It comes back at the uh, the next day, so you get it once per day. You can reroll. All right, most people are saying yes here. We have a horse now. We've got four per day horseshoes. <laughs> That's how it works, right? All horseshoes are lucky. All right. Oops, shit. Well, I lost that dice forever. Uh, this one then. Oh god damn it! Stay where you were meant to be. That is a nine. Nine plus your insight of two is an eleven. With an eleven, you can see there's apprehension to her asking uh, what you mean by personal issue. Um, there is a there there is a possibility. You're not one hundred percent sure, but there's a possibility that she is aware of the situation. She's not aware. She's aware of the situation. Do you want to bring it up or not? What are you doing? See, I'll um, I can just talk to him through the door of the barn. And she says, "I mean, you do you, but I don't tell. Like, let him know that I told you he didn't want to see people." See, I'll take my chances. Um. So you head uh, away from the, the farmhouse and down towards the barn. Um, and you can hear movement uh, around inside the barn. 
Um, and uh, and you sort of knock on the barn door, and you hear the movement stop. Mosh, you in there? Apis? Yeah, it's me. How uh, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Um, I'm fine. Come in. You um open the barn door and walk in, and you can see that he's um he's just shoveling with a pitchfork. He's sh- he's shoveling um some uh used hay and straw, um bedding up into like a wheelbarrow and replacing it with some fresh. He uh, he looks. Okay, he looks he looks relatively strong and um, healthy. Um, he's got bags under his eyes, like he's perhaps not sleeping too well. But other than that, he's he's doing all right. How are you holding up? He says. Um, uh, what do you mean? I mean, like, how are you? I haven't been in Shadows for a while. I presume you had a, a rough weekend last week. You, you wanted to check in, make sure you're doing okay with everything. He says. Oh. Did Mary tell you? See, no. Does she? No. He says. She does now. See, is she okay with it? He say, I mean, she understands. I think she's let me stay working here. Is everything okay? Yeah. Is there something you're not telling me? He says, I killed someone. And that's where we're going to leave it for today. Thank you very much for joining me, everybody. I will see you here next time on Twitch Tales. Bye. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do and it notifies you when I go live so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.